Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're getting tiny and heading into the quantum realm for our full spoiler review of the latest entry into the MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Geek boner. Plus, we got a little G-Fest preview for you, voicemails, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, July 6th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. That's right, what's up? Hello, listener, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd! This is where you get your weekly geek fix of comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he is the rug boy. What's up, felty American? How's you felton? How am I felton? I'm felting my balls right now. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> How's your yeah. felt of July? Oh, did you have a good felt of July? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, we don't light fireworks yeah, because we catch on fire a lot. We're very flammable. What about felterworks? I can't. Is there felterworks? I can't imagine fireworks. Felterworks? It's like, <laughs> you know when you get those like little champagne bottles, those miniature ones, and you pop them, it's like fake confetti? That's what we do. <laughs> That's like- we, do, we just do that for days. I, I, I hear puppets do that at like- uh, Like uh, bang snaps? Yeah, but yeah. You do that at the cemetery during a wake. Like you, it's just for so de- fucking sad. Puppets. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> We can't even do fireworks. We can, like we have to have like a lame version of that, like some kind of paper version of that. No, there's a PSA. Puppets and fireworks don't mix. 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 Listener. If you're a new listener, thanks for checking us out. Make sure you visit our website, jockandnerd.com, because you will find everything there. Links to everything we talk about can be found at the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 228. Uh, and while well, you've seen the title, we're going to dive right into the latest MCU movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, full spoiler review. But before we do, I have to make one programming sound engineering note uh, for our regular listeners. If it sounds a little different, well, I am in my new studio, everyone. Oh, shit. Talking nerd. Oh. Yeah, Emron's a homo nerd. I'm a homo <laughs> nerd. Somebody touch my spaghetti. That is my favorite uh, homeowner joke. It's it's so dumb, but uh, it's, it's uh, so weird seeing you in person right now, Emron. <laughs> and not only that, we are doing this old school. Anthony is in the room. He's christening the new studio. This room is twice as big as what I used to have. So... Uh, in that end, I we are all drinking. Yeah, we're cheers. all drinking the what show. What made you appear, Anthony? I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> oh. so you're like, fuck it, I'm going to Amron's house? Like, I was like, fuck it, you know? I'm gonna, I want to see this motherfucker's house. I'm going to his house today. Plus, you would actually would have to have passed my house from where you were going mm-hmm. to get to your parents' house yeah, to I, record. So, for the, for the listener that doesn't know, I have to record at my parents' house every time we do this show. This is a millennial without a laptop. Because I don't people. own a laptop, yeah. yes. So kind this is of. actually closer to where I had to go or where I was coming from. So this made it a little more convenient. And I'm I get to see this can. motherfucker's house. Yeah. I, I, I want to have visitors. I want to show off. We don't have enough, nearly enough furniture. So I will fine tune the soundproofing in this room, listener. Don't worry. Uh, it'll be listenable enough. Enough of that bullshit. Let's get to the review, everybody. <laughs> The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. I'm 
very excited. And of course, we got to issue our spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. If you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, we're turning this around pretty quickly. Uh, you know, go watch the movie, pause the podcast, jump to the end, check the show notes. There'll be other things. We this talk is about. about as quick as it gets without having a pre-screen thing. Oh my god! Media. Yeah, I wish uh, it. it my, my shit is not going to be eloquent today at all. <laughs> Anthony's a little. He's been off, join the party. He's been on Fourth of July vacation break for like the last three days. Yeah, it's been. Awful. It's been a work it's been, since it's Tuesday. Been, uh, a little bit of a bender. <laughs> so, right, we're, look, it's going to be a nice loose review. And uh, we're for a loose movie for a very loose movie. We got beers. I got a nice IPA wobble India IPA from two, two brothers, two brothers artisan brewing. It's art. It's very artesian. Uh, anyways, guys, here it is, dude. 10 years, 20 movies. Uh, the third MCU movie of the year. This is unprecedented. Name me any other fucking movie franchise that has done this. 20 interconnected fucking movies in 10 years. Like, let's just stop and think about how amazing what they've done, what Kevin Feige's done, and it'll probably never be replicated. I'm trying to think if Godzilla did this. Not, no, not, ten, not, ten, not 20 in 10 years. And not this interconnected where everything, it's a, a chapter of an awesome trade paperback. Uh, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, the 20th chapter uh, in this long ass story. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to apologize right away for the Patreon listeners. I never gave an instant reaction. Well, that's okay. I did mine quick because we're turning this around yeah, so fast. I figure like, whatever. It's fine. And Ruggs never sends me a fucking thing. No, you do. I'm sorry. You do, Ruggs. Sometimes. Every once in a while. You told me not to. <laughs> I did. I was like, don't worry about it. Because do it. we're turning this around so quick. He's like, we're going to do it the next day. What's the point? Uh, let's you know? establish these characters a little bit. Uh, all these characters, of course, created by Marvel Comics. Hank Pym, Ant-Man, first appearance, Tales to Astonish. 35 in September of 1962 created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, Jack Kirby, original Avenger. OG. Right. <laughs> Jana Van Dyne. Uh, first appearance, June, 1963. Same book. Tales to astonish. Number 44. Also created by Stan Lee, Ernie Hart and Jack Kirby and Scott Lang first appeared on the scene in 1979 in the Avengers 181. And he was created by David Michelini, John Byrne. Lots of great creators, great names. I mean, well, honestly, for the first time now, we have all the original Avengers on screen in the MCU. Think about oh, that. Oh, because you're thinking about the Wasp? Yes. Yeah. The Wasp was another OG original Avenger, and she finally gets to be the Wasp, and it's awesome. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's see where this thing is sitting at now. Once the movies come out, 87% tomato meter, 7 out of 10 average rating. What about that audience score? 79%. Kind of a, a, a low, a lower hit on the audience score, but the, that's still, it averages number. out, I guess, you know, that's about, it's about where the movie should be. Box yeah. office wise, uh, since literally this, it's, fr it's Friday, Friday. So we're not going to have much. Right? July 6th, when the movie came out, we all saw it on the preview Thursday. Not much. Uh, box office mojo has nothing, but I know this, it made $11 million in Thursday previews, which is more than Dr. Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy mm. that they made on their Thursday. So I remember, Anthony, you told me the first movie opened to 55 million. We were yeah. guesstimating like 85 million. Uh, Guardians opened at, uh, Doctor Strange opened up at 85, and I think Guardians opened at 94.3. I think the last projections I saw was this was going to be close to $100 million. This opening. could be a $100 million movie. The second movie opens to double what the first one does, and, you know, it's the hype, it's the trust in the brand, it's the storyline. It's everything. It's all the good equity. They've it's all the good equity. It's more people getting pulled in. So 
They've already made like five, six billion dollars at the box office. If this is an unexpected hit, it's just fucking more money in the bank. I just think if the number is if they make six hundred million, this is going to be a four million, four billion dollar year for Marvel. Jesus, they just wow. that's crazy. And here's the craziest thing: because of the World Cup, it hasn't even opened in the UK and won't until August third. Oh shit! Almost a month away. That's smart, though. Hey, Kevin Halden, Chris Richardson. Malofsky, Scott Meridu. Yeah. So I, look, Just I, them two. Suck it. I feel bad for our UK listeners. Not even Chris Richardson. Kevin Halden. Just Halden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris is cool. Chris is cool. Look, if you are a listener in the UK, we apologize. We're going to spoil this movie. You might want to put this one aside for a month. And come Why are you listening to, to this if, it's, if you're going to be spoiled? That's a good point. You're a moron. Like, unless you really want to be spoiled. You Wait, shouldn't have turned this on. Wait. They just can't resist listening to us, Anthony. That's true. That's right. They and want to hear what you have to say. And and it, That's true. spoilers be damned. I want to hear what the jock. Bro, do you even podcast? He does sometimes, sometimes in person. So what I wanted to do, let's get I want to do quick box office updates on the movies we reviewed so far right. this year. Go Black, for it. Black Panther is sitting at $699 million domestically, $1.3 billion worldwide. Not Whoa. too not too bad. Avengers Infinity War. Six hundred seventy-three million has not surpassed the domestic uh, total of Black Panther, but it's made two point oh three billion dollars worldwide. So they're right there. It's over three billion dollars. Wow! Now. Deadpool two R-rated, smaller budget, three hundred twelve million domestic. That's very good. Seven twenty-one million worldwide. That's not bad for the Deadpool. Here's where it takes a shirt dip. <laughs> Solo. Oh no! The Star Wars story. Two hundred and nine million domestically, three seventy one million worldwide. Really? Yeah. So far, it's only did it made, open anywhere? Uh, I don't know. It opened in places. China doesn't oh, like geez. it. They don't give a fuck. Remember, we went over this. Now, here's yeah. the craziest number: the movie we last reviewed most recently, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. It's at two hundred ninety seven million dollars domestically. All right. Okay. This thing opened early in the UK, also because of the World Cup. It today. Just fucking crossed $1 billion. Oh, shit. Worldwide. Hmm. Holy shit. Which means we're going to get three to five more of these big, god dumbass, goddamn Jurassic World movies. Such a good movie. Yeah. How many times are you going to make the same mistake with the dinos? They're going to keep doing these movies forever. They clearly make shit tons of money. Why wouldn't they? Uh, so Ant-Man and the Wasp creative team, this is the one directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, it was actually directed by Peyton actually Reed. fully directed from beginning to end. Not no finished. one, no one talking about Edgar Wright this time around. Yeah, nothing that he had to finish. From Edgar Wright, written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Paul Rudd, also on the writing team, which I think he helped with the first one. Uh, and you got returning, of course, Scott Lang as Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly as a Hope, Michael Pena, uh, Bobby Cannavale, Ti was Ti in the first one. He was. Yep. He was right. David yeah. Dasmachian as Kurt. And uh, uh, Randall Park was Jimmy Woo, I think. And then new to the cast, of course, Walton Goggins, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, My favorite line in the first film is when he's like, we broke into your spooky ass house. He's like, I let you, Michael Douglas. And then T.I. goes, how about I let you let me? (laughs) There's a lot of good chemistry in this one, too, man. The chemistry is great. With that, let's just get our opening thoughts out of the way. Uh, Who wants to start? Anthony? You're the guest in sure. my house. I'm, oh, I'm the guest now no, on, the on guest. my own fucking show. You're the guest in my own, in your own fucking podcast. <laughs> Somebody's got to be a guest. Okay, you're you're the co-host. All right, you just all right. start. All Open right. thoughts as we do. What'd you think? Walking out. 
uh, walking out. I mean, I was like, yeah, this is solid. I wasn't like overly impressed. I wasn't upset. Um, I think it's just the nature of this, the, what they're kind of going for, where you can't really be. No one's favorite character is Ant Man. First off, so some people, maybe some people is maybe some people. There but are some most ones. people are like eh, Ant Man. So it's not like I have this huge affinity for the character. So they can do whatever the fuck they want with this guy, and I really won't care. So overall, I was like, this is pretty solid. It's your little palate cleanser. I'm sure everyone's saying that in their fucking review that it's a palate cleanser. For me, I, I enjoyed the film. I had fun with the film. The only drawback for me is after Avengers Infinity War, honestly, I don't really want to see anything else but something the on that resolution. Level. Yeah, to at, at, at this Infinity point, War. it's just like I, I'm I'm excited for Captain Marvel, but this movie was just it's just it's eh. it's just it, it's by when you get to the stakes of Infinity War. Anything that's going to come after it that's not at that level is just going to be like, like a fi- is this like a filler episode? It's just of the like MCU? it's more like yeah, it's like a, it's not like it's kind of like a filler episode or it's like one of those where it's just like hold your horses, take your time, or we're buying a little time here. Yeah, like a filler episode. That's a good point, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, there are. But people- it was fun. It, it, I mean, it wasn't a bad filler episode, right. but it's filler. Right. I mean, Marvel has not made a bad movie, and there are people who think Ant Man is like the the best movie out of the MCU. There are people. Who's the Ant-Man is the favorite movie out of the I, MCU. I would question your taste, but they, okay. They're yeah. there. Rugs, <laughs> uh, what's your opening thoughts walking out of the movie? What was going through your cotton head? I feel like that Ant-Man is the new and improved maxi pad of Ant-Man movies. <laughs> it's, oh, they, shit. They padded it out a little bit, they give it more padding, and they gave it wings. It's super absorbent. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> That is an amazing analogy, my yeah. friend. Right there. That gets you points. Like, that really, it took you a while to hit that button. I don't know what happened. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> He's been drinking. What else am I going to say? Uh, look, look. Um, did I enjoy myself while watching this movie? Yes. I, it's an enjoyable movie, just like Thor Ragnarok was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, they did lean on the comedy a lot, which is, you expect in an Ant-Man movie, and it's fine because that character's always been that way. Yeah. So I had fun. Is it forgettable? Am I going to be going back to this movie over and over again? I don't know. But I did have fun watching it. I thought it was competent. It was a competent film. Okay. Actually, let me bring up one thing. Yeah. But Before I get your thoughts. Yeah. That's a good point that he's like, would I go back and watch it? And it's like, this is a, one of the first MCU films where I'm like, I'm probably going to go back and watch it. But I'm like, I don't really need to go back and watch it. Like, there's nothing extra there that I missed. There's nothing... There's no like inner like plot, so, you know, subplot that's like they're hinting at different themes or something like bigger. It's just like what you saw was what you get right there. Exactly. No, I, I'll agree. It's very straightforward. Right. I look, I had a lot of fun with this movie, watching the movie, uh, the same amount of fun kind of I had with the first movie. And it was, I knew we're going in, it's going to be a light, refreshing thing. It, I think a movie like this really highlights the variety of movies the MCU can make really well. And as far as the character, Ant-Man is the character that kind of encompasses a lot of what makes Marvel Comics great. You know, it's uh, it's quirky. It's weird. It's got a lot of heart. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's almost like a, a perfect little mini comic book read. But that also kind of does make it a little bit forgettable. Maybe, you know, it suffered in some of the plots and the, uh, and, the, and the story. And maybe the stakes weren't there. But I loved how they still kind of tried it it's separate from what's going on in infinity war which i really appreciated that and then they kind of they threw on they threw in that little tie at the end 
uh, to make it tie in. But I mean, I, yeah, the cast is amazing. The chemistry of these performances to me is why I wanted to go see this movie. Just Michael Pena, Paul Rudd, Val- Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas hanging out and riffing is is great. Like they're so good. And that's uh, Malchin and and Ti. Like I love, I love. I just want to see them hang out in a room and uh, tell stories. You know, so. Fun movie. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, I want to encourage the listener to uh, join our awesome Facebook group. It's a closed group just for our listeners. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. You can leave us. Let us know what you thought. You can leave us a review. There is a spoiler thread going right now. Check the show notes for the link. I got to welcome a couple of new members. Corey Beck. We got another Beck. That's three Becks. The entire Beck family. Wasn't there a so band called Beck? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome in all the Becks. What? Wasn't there a band called Beck? Well, there's Beck. Yeah. But oh, there's a guy. That's a guy. an awful band, right? No, Beck's great, no, dude. they were awesome. Come on. Fucking Beck. 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 It's the dude, Beck. You don't remember Beck? I know. That's name is Beck. It yeah. was just a guy. It's a guy who makes all the music. Beck. He has he a band. Good. Drunk Beck. Anthony. I fucking love Beck. You don't remember I'm a loser? I'm a loser, baby. Why don't you hear me? All that shit. Uh, fucking did, Beck was great. I didn't like that music. Goddamn millennials. Of course. Anyways, Dave- someone actually playing it. That's why. <laughs> it's actually, it's not a CD. There's no buttons. There's nobody it's just terrible. There's no loops on music. repeat. Uh, also, no David Roselle. Welcome, David <laughs> Roselle. Look, this is a good time to join the Facebook group, Anthony. I'm sure you're loving this. Now with 30% more jock talk. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah. What is going on? I don't even. It's like I built this home, and I don't know who any of these, what's going on we've, in my house. We've taken over. That's fine. The jocks always do. It's, we, the nerds built it, and the fucking jocks take it over. The, I mean, don't put jock and nerd in the title, and then. That's a good point. Not expect some jock talk. I, I, I'm, I'm very. I'm thrilled that it's a, it's a multi uh, genre forum. I'm, no, I dude, I'm glad. I'm so happy to see everyone just like hanging out and talking sports. And uh, I'm like, that's fine. I'll just scroll There's past this threads, one. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. This is a safe space for jocks and nerds, yeah. freaks and geeks. Join the fan club. Rugs, I also love that post about most accomplished movies in each genre segment. That there's like an episode. We got to do something. We got to do like a bracket. I just thing. Uh, updated it with my thoughts. So we either need to do like a weekly bracket. I think it's thing a week. I think you down. do. I think you do a weekly. Segment on the show, Blake Braden. Somebody in the in the in the nation, figure this out. Well, we know, well, know but I'm sure I'm sure the nation would want to hear us. Like weekly, you go, you pick a pick a pick a question, yeah, and then us three answer it, and then we defend it. Oh, or I was thinking, you take all the votes of the nation's picks of each category, and we vote on the one that should be the best one. Who's gonna do that? All uh, that work. Yeah. That, that's a lot more. Me, work. you motherfuckers. It's a lot of work. Anyways, back to him. Hit the wasp. <laughs> Let's. Uh, where do you want to start? What? Like, uh, th- like you said, Anthony. It's a very straightforward movie. Initially, I was like, mm, there's not really a lot of meat there to talk about. It's a. It's a. It, well, everything is kind of like on the surface. It is. You can't really dig too deep with this movie. It doesn't really go on multiple layers. It's just one layer. Um, but the whole point of this movie is to get you. To enjoy the character that is Scott Lang, to introduce you to the Wasp. I got a burp. Nice. Should we leave that in? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm drinking beer. <laughs> Look, I like burp. I like finding out what Scott and them were doing during Infinity War between Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, you know, they had the one line where he was on house arrest, but we actually see uh, what he's been doing during house arrest, and it's a very boring trying to uh, keep yourself busy building uh, ant forts out of boxes. Uh, and I love seeing the original Ant-Man and the Wasp in the beginning. Again, something they hinted at in the first movie was the them uh, deactivating the bomb, the missile, and you actually see 
Janet Van Dyne shrink down so small that she gets stuck in the quantum realm. Right. It's very cool. Uh, what'd you guys think of the humor this time around? I so I, I saw it with a friend. She didn't crack up all that much. Yeah. I was cracking up. I was cracking up, but there were some good laughs. I mean, I enjoyed, I mean, Lewis retelling the story was funny for me. There's some clever stuff. I mean, it wasn't like, like I was dying, like my stomach was hurting laughing, yeah. laughing but it, there's some clever stuff in the there. The truth serum jokes are pretty funny. Yeah. Truth serum was great. I love seeing a brown guy as like a bad guy terrorist. I was like, Usman, brother, yeah, represent uh, the bad guy. He's like, it is, it's not a truth serum. It's it is a, a truth serum. Uh, funniest, one of the funniest moments for me has to be the school heist where the thing isn't working and he's stuck at half size. Oh, that was funny. Holy yeah, shit, that was that. hilarious. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot too, but I wish that they would have like figured that out like after, because like Scott Lang was like a bumbling idiot in this movie. Yeah. He had none of the skills or any of the things that he had in the previous movie where he was like doing parkour ninja shit. Yeah. And, and, it, and to top it off, his suit sucked. So they did all this obviously to give a Jan, uh, Hope yeah. Van Dyne yeah. like the, 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 the center role. stage yeah. and, and do all the action. But I was like, you, you're going to have this shitty uh, suit the whole movie. <laughs> Look, I mean, she's, she's built, she's gets top billing now. Like she's in the title of the movie. I thought uh, the wasp role was great. I thought eventually Lily did a great job. Her fighting is she's pretty badass. So like, the whole movie was built around the wasp should have been the hero in the first run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what they were trying to. Prove. Yeah. You're like, well, it's got lines. Well, because even the first one, it was like, wait, why don't you just choose wasp? Yeah. Like, why don't you just choose hope? That was yeah. the whole, you know, right. like he's like, well, I mean, the only reason that Hank doesn't do it is because he's like, well, it's my daughter. He's trying to protect. Her. Her. Right. But the whole time it's like, Hope's the hope's the real hero. So well, this is the movie where it's like, well, hope well, is. Pip doesn't hero. want her on, in the suit anyway right. until the end for some reason. Well, he doesn't want yeah, her in the suit because apparently it makes you go crazy, or you can get a little like you can go in the quantum realm. And if you oh, get shit. in the quantum realm, it messes with your head. I think maybe since Scott came back from the quantum realm, right, it changed things. He changed his mind about it. Yeah, I was thinking about this movie, and like the first one is all built around this heist, yeah. and the second one. It's not necessarily a heist. It's, it's more of like a race against time. Sort well, of so they do the thing where they're playing hot potato and there's a ticking clock. There's a lot of uh, we're going to we're going to steal this tech that we you really don't understand. And we're going to move it to another spot. Sorry, we're going to we're going to steal this tech so we can't help you, even though we want to help you. That's the main bad pretty, guy. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but like, we can totally help you. You don't have to steal anything. We're gonna we can work together. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're gonna. Uh, we want to steal it. Uh, so I mean, I would call it like an action comedy. It's like an action. It was like an action comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's saying, that, that's the movie. genre. But yeah. I'm saying like the the the. It's like a race. The whole thing is just a race. Yeah, and so because the, the, there's no bad like the bad guy in this film isn't really even a bad guy. But yeah, there she's is a, she's more of just a nuisance to the the story. Like it's like yeah. whenever the story like you're in a safe spot, she shows up. Ghost shows up yeah. to fuck things up, right. and like you don't know if she's been watching. I look, I loved the way Ghost looked. I love the her phasing powers. Hannah Joy, Hannah John Kamen has like an amazing presence on screen. Like you can read her face. Does she have an amazing presence? Cause she has a British accent. That also, it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't <laughs> hurt, but we probably could have used a little bit more uh, about her because did yeah, you really, I feel like there's a lot cut out of this movie. Did we really care about there's, her and her. And, well, and apparently her, her, her dad is egghead in the comments. Yeah. That's a big Easter egg. She, they name drop Elias, Elias star, Elias star. Yeah. And uh, that's egghead. Uh, Elias yeah. Starr is Ava's father, and he's also known as Egghead. But Egghead is dead, clearly. Well, the fr my friend that was with me was like, 
And I, I tried to ex- tried to like explain it. I tried to like justify it, but I was like, "Yeah, you might be right." She's like, "Why is this lady so mean?" Uh, the girl. Oh, oh yeah, the, the violent ghost. Why is she so pissed? So off? Why is she like? Yeah, I know she's dying, but she doesn't need to be so ruthless. Yeah, she just doesn't give a fuck. She's not willing <laughs> to listen to anyone when they could probably help her without right. doing all this horseshit. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you're probably right." Like, if if someone would just be like, "Relax." Yeah. We we got you. We got this. Like, <laughs> we what's got, the plan? We let us do this, and you'll be fine. There was a couple the, of moments were, like that. There was two things that I couldn't that was hard to swallow for me as far as tropes. Number one is that for some unexplained reason, which they never got into, Ghost had to drain the energy from Janet Van Dyne right. to survive, which right. would probably kill her. Which made no sense. There was no explanation for it or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That was just yeah. It was just like this is why she's evil. Yeah, right. it's a plot device. Right. Number two. The whole stars are in alignment bullshit. Like, yeah. we'll never be able to do this for the 75 years. Like, that's way too convenient. That is very contrived. And they could have they written a better reason why. Like, maybe the machine's going to break down. Maybe we can only do it once. That was the reason for the ticking clock, which really, they really didn't need. Yeah, that, that actually brings up, that's like one of my main problems with this film. And I enjoy the film. Yeah. One of my main problems is there's so much science mumbo jumbo in this that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's meaningless. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's all like yeah. meaningless words and yeah. things thrown out there. Like, we're quantum entanglement. Dude, how many, I, if it's just like, wait, what? I can't, like, you're, you're throwing so much science at me that doesn't make any goddamn sense to the layman here that, like, None of this makes sense. If you'd drink ever. every time they said quantum, you'd be fucked up yeah, by the end of this movie. Yeah, they say it a lot. They, they it addressed lot. it. They yeah. addressed it in the movie, made yeah. a joke out of it. He's like, but do you like, guys just say quantum in front of words? And what do you talk? But like, <laughs> it, it felt like in this movie, everything that was of note that needed to be explained, they explained with garbage science. Uh, well, yeah, we, maybe Adam Morris is not, maybe Adam Morris is hearing this and being like, that's not garbage science, but for someone that doesn't know anything. Yeah. It sounds kind of mumbo jumbo. James Cameron's big point is that they have science fiction, but they they really don't get into anything. Into they the just kind of use anymore. it as an excuse. Yeah. yeah. So um, besides that, I mean, it's a surface movie. What are you going to do? You're mm-hmm. not going to get into the whole quantum mechanics and why there's entanglement and all that other shit, if that's even possible. I but, mean, um, quantum physics is a hard thing to grasp for fucking scientists alone. So like, right. the, how are you going to explain it to the mass audience? You got to fucking dumb it down. Right. Uh, speaking of Adam Morris, we saw tardigrades again, and apparently the tardigrades will fucking eat you. They were about to eat him. I didn't know they would do that. I love seeing the tardigrades. What else worked for us? I liked seeing Hank finally get in a suit. Uh, the chemistry cool. was great. Chemistry is fantastic. Uh, the effects were good. The effects were good. The they, effects were very they good. They did a lot of creative stuff with the shrinking and the... In the um, resizing powers. Yeah, I love a, a lot of the use of those powers. Although my other nitpick is I felt like we saw a lot of it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge problem. There wasn't anything that we didn't see in the trailer that was in the movie. Everything, yeah, anything that was cool yeah. was in the trailer. Was, and we yeah. saw it already. Yeah, I was so waiting for something else. there thinking that you were going to get some surprises, and there really wasn't a lot. In fact, they took out a lot of the stuff. Like, you know, when... He gets really big and he makes that weird like laugh yeah, that he gets yeah, when he gets out. big. Yeah. They took that out. Oh, that's and, right. And that, that's so that, right. So like you're expecting him to like for some reason be goofy in that moment. Oh, it's like he held a bunch of nitrous and his voice yeah, is yeah, down. Yeah. I, I but, enjoyed um I enjoyed when I enjoyed that he could shrink and grow and he was fighting a villain that could phase. Because most of these movies it's not the opposite of the yeah, same thing. It's like not the, the opposite of the movie. same thing. It's the opposite of the same thing. Yeah. But this one, they were playing with two different skill sets or power sets that were 
very unique to each character. And it was like, wow, how do those interact with one another? And how do you fight a person who can phase? But like, how do you fight a person that can phase? And then and on the opposite, how do you fight a person who can that just can shrink, shrink to and, nothing? Yeah, like it was, it was a very. Uh, I wish I would have seen more of that fighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the first time Ghost and Wasp like face off was pretty awesome. It was and nice. We were yeah. Just like, yeah, you get it. But I thought the action was very well done, very well choreographed. All the action scenes. Another favorite moment: Paul Rudd doing a Michelle Pfeiffer impersonation when Janet Van Dyne takes over uh, for his body to unlock the thing, which was that really, was funny. That was really wild. But he did. He was so good at that. Paul Rudd's really good. Like I thought he did. He did that. Really Speaking well. of Michelle Pfeiffer, what I mean, this is like. Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic World. Like what what a how do you overhype or how do you say that Michelle Pfeiffer's in this movie and I, you only give her five minutes of screen I, think, time? I, feel, I know, but they don't even get into where she was and what, what, what the she fuck was she was doing. Right. What are her powers now? You know, we were wondering is will she have not aged if she had been lost? They I read You an age article. in the quantum realm. You do age, but Pfizer You they, also have awesome mascara. Well, yeah, and you look like <laughs> Mad Max and you got like a sick ass blade. But Pfizer in an interview said Those are her wings, I think. Yeah, well, it was like she took one wing and turned it into like a sword and strapped it up. But what the fuck has she been doing? Was there a dome city back there? Did anybody see? Was there like a? It looked like there was a dome city in the background when when he found I couldn't, her. I couldn't. I I I couldn't see. So look, Fiji said the reason they decided to age Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne, is for the emotional reunion okay. between her and Jan- and Hope, her and Hank. I didn't have a problem with the aging. It was yeah, more like. How come you you hype her in this movie and then there's She's nothing going on with it. it? I honestly wish there was a little bit less of the Goliath ghost stuff and a little bit more of the Janet Van Dyne. What the fuck are you been I doing? I wish they just took out Walton Goggins. Well, that was the other thing. What the fuck? Who is Sonny Birch working for? This motherfucker would show up at the worst time and just grab the fucking lab. Walton Goggins has a great name and a great face, but like... Was that really necessary? Like, there's one too many things. That out. There's no, one. It's not there was one too many things. Is they chose the wrong thing to focus on. That's true. That's yeah. true. They did. They. they I would have loved if, a little bit more. If jam. you had, so here's how you make this better. You take all Goggins out, and you yeah. you in the second act you have hope, uh, or you have them uh, rescue. Uh, what's her name? Janet. Janet. Yeah. So the second act they rescue her, and then the third act is then they have to protect Janet from Ghost because Ghost wants to fucking kill her. Oh, yeah. that's a better movie right or there. Or something's up with Janet Van Dyne. Yes, she, up with, she ends up being the swerver. Right, right. swerve. But you, you, the point of that is you get more time with Janet. I was expecting her to come out and then at one point be like, "You fools! You release me now! I can unleash my plan that I've been working on for thirty years or some shit." Yeah, uh, you, you, I mean, because you've been the the first movie they were teasing that. If you go to the quantum realm, it makes it might make you crazy too. Yeah, it messes right. with your and head. Then she said something that she's been changed. In, you know, well, right. it affects like she has weird powers. Like, what are her powers? She she just t- you. That, she that's a stronger story her. if you make Janet the villain in the third act, and she has to her daughter and her and her husband have to fight her off. Have to maybe take her down or right. revert her or not or or talk some sense into her. Uh, I like that. Now it's firmly established. You can return from the quantum realm. This is going to be very important moving forward. You know what they should have done? Now I'm, I'm, th- I'm making let's, up this movie. All right, let's go. go let's make it better. Let's go. Janet should have been crazy as fuck. She should have been like, you guys fucking left me here for 30 years. She should have come out batshit crazy. Yeah, yes. just like, you, you fucks left me. Because you're in you a- You gave yeah. up on me. Yeah. You didn't think I had the resolve to like live. That sounds like another movie. Yeah. That I've seen. Like, But that would have been that would have been good. And then they got to like talk sense into her. Or they got to they gotta stop her. And she's like, I've seen well, things. She doesn't, she doesn't need to be a crazy loon, but they should have just like showed her that she's just not like adapting. She's not just all there. 
Like, like it's like she has PSTD. She's been yeah, in a weird yeah, place. Yeah. She's had to adapt to a whole new life. Years have gone by. She's not going to be the same person that you that you've seen. Even before. the Flash on TV did it better when Barry came out of the Speed Force in the beginning of the season, and he was all fucked up. He was saying gibberish lines, things from later in the episode, like his mind and time were overlapping. Something like that would have been cool, but she was yeah. fine. She's like, hey, Hank, hey, it seems like they're saving they, they that for it light third. on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. They kept it yeah. like as. As harmless as they don't want you to think about anything. It's, I mean, it suits. They kept it as light as possible until the after credits. Well, let's talk about the mid credit scene. You want to uh, already go there? Do you? Oh, no, we don't. Oh, we go. I mean, we're here. We're, we're already here. <laughs> uh, I uh, I heard that Marcus and Mephili, the writers of Infinity War, came up with that concept. Now. It's probably for the. Probably a good concept. Yeah. So uh, now it's just where in the timeline is this? Obviously, that mid credit scene is the snap and Scott is trapped in the quantum realm until somebody pulls him out of there. And Avengers four, I, well, uh, here, let me recap it for the listeners. Yes. Hasn't seen it. and wants to be spoiled. Okay. Here we go. Spoil it for them. <laughs> How did he get out of the quantum realm the first time? He, he trapped, he, uh, well, he, he had the he little had the disc, re- the disc that could resize. You yeah. And make you no. Bigger. So we don't know if he has that, but uh, he's in the quantum. He's gets sent to the quantum realm to collect quantum energy to cure ghosts. I love how they built the tunnel in Lewis's van yeah. with the Mexican horn. So and funny. Hope, uh, Janet, and Hank are there, and then he has to get out, and they won't get him out because they have all disappeared. Do you see snap. three piles of dust in the air, and everything's hanging? When in my theater, granted, I saw it at six p.m. Some so people you, didn't know what the fuck was going on. My theater, where I, every, I could hear yours, an audible gasp. And they were like, oh. I heard one dude explaining it to his buddy, but like, oh, at the end, Thanos did snap it. Well, I, I assume my theater was, you know, hardcore fans. Obviously, yeah. And people that were like, were oh, waiting. shit, I, this is connected to Infinity War. I was, I was, that was, that was what my friend was with me, and they were, she was like, oh, so this has to do with Infinity War, huh? I'm like, yeah. I was, I was hoping for that, and I think everyone is expecting that, and I'm glad they gave it to us. Uh, because holy shit, that one thing would tie it in together. And then even in the end credit scene, there's a little more hint of that where the TV is on color bars. There's no signal. And obviously the, like the, 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 the city's fucked. empty yeah. and the fucking giant ant is just fucking rocking away on those drums has no idea. I did love Scott's aunt standing and Cassie. Let's talk about Cassie. Uh, I thought the little girl did a really good job. Uh, she did. Yeah. I, her, yeah. I like all the foreshadowing of her. Because in the comic books, she does become Stature, Scott's sidekick. Did she you becomes hear the, a hero. the spoilers for Infinity War? I think we mentioned it. What do, what do you have? Hold on. Spoilers for Infinity War. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We mentioned something before. We might have mentioned this already. So if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. Or uh, we're repeating something we saw on the show. I'm sorry. But they have casted yes, an older yes, Cassie yes, Lang. Yes. Teenage Cassie Lang. Possibly. Look, if we're looking ahead of Avengers, the next phase, Young Avengers is a good place to go. And they can already start to build this. With you, you could bring in well, Miles she's gonna Morales. She's going to be in the new Infinity way. War movie. Yeah, or the uh, the sequel. So in that one, there's going to be a time jump. There's time travel. There's quantum realm entanglements. Uh, all sorts of crazy shit. So uh, that that's going to be great. Uh, I love how every every one of these movies has a great Lewis monologue. You got to have the Lewis monologue. I was, I was cracking up. And this this one. You know what I this didn't like? Yeah. Uh, you have it here as a best moment. So I had to okay. It. Agent Wu doing that fucking huge exposition dump. Yeah, to Cassie. Cassie. I thought it was no. funny though. Like he's telling a kid. Oh my god, that was just like wow. I uh, I I kind of went back and I laughed at Agent Wu, but I was like, 
I mean, I know this movie's real light. So yeah, I, I, yeah. you have to always preface that this movie's super light. But I was like, really? Like the FBI would send this bumbling <laughs> fuck to like look over one of the like the more dangerous superheroes in the country? Like this is the guy that broke the Sokovia Accords. Like he he's one of like ten superheroes in the nation that you have to he's watch. He's aiding fugitives, and possibly. He, right, and you have this bumbling fuck that wants to go to dinner with him as the guy that's watching him. Like I just it, it wasn't believable that they would send the FBI would send yeah. Agent Wu. I love Randall Park though. He's great on he's Fresh funny. Off the Boat. He's a funny guy. He's, he's just he's just hilarious. He's, I think he's the wrong guy in that role. I love where he's like so. Do you want to get dinner later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's no. funny when you like in the moment it's funny, but then when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, why, why? would they send this guy? He busted in so many times. Uh, okay, hey, does everybody have to be funny in this movie? Yeah, it's it's Ant Man. It's like Homecoming. Yeah. yeah, everyone everyone has to be the Joker. I love Kurt. I love uh, Kurt when he's with the Baba Yaga about the witch. I mean, every, like, literally, every, even even the uh, the stepdad is trying to be funny. In this Bobby Cannavale, yeah, he's he's like hugging yeah. Paul Rudd every time he sees him. He's like, oh, I, love I thought it, that man. FaceTime emergency about the shoes was also kind of cute. I mean, that's like the heart of of this kind of movie, uh, right in in a, in a weird place. But a lot of this does undermine the stakes of the movie and the tension and, uh, you know. I mean, there's no tension. There's no tension. Like, what's the plot? Yeah, you never no, feel no. like there's anything bad going to happen no. until it happens in that post credit scene. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They, they went with, we're going no tension this movie. We're going, they went with, you're just going to have a good time. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. Don't overthink it. But it was still a fun ride. Okay, look, with that. Do you like this better or the original Ant-Man? That's a good question. Don't anybody answer because we're going to take a break. We're going to play some promos and we're going to come back and talk about what didn't work and we will rank it and continue on. After these messages we'll be right back. How you doing? My name is PJ. I'm from the BickerBots podcast. BickerBots podcast is basically what happens when you take a Republican, a Libertarian, and a Liberal and sit them all in front of the mics and discuss current events and uh, most pop culture. Would it be cheating to bang a smoking hot sex robot? Pack, would please it be answer because I need to know. Oh, I don't you think need so. to know. <laughs> so we here at the BickerBots podcast feel everyone's special, even the gingers. I'm going to apologize to all the ginger listeners at this time. Ray Ray's a stout racist. You just said they should be 50% off at the adoption homes. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. We care about worldly issues like our brothers down under and their sex crazed koala bears. Koala chlamydia and all time high and is spreading. <laughs> Bro, get them koalas some fucking rubbers. <laughs> Does it? Here's the Bickerbots podcast. We don't judge people based on their sexuality. Feline not, not all of them, but. But it's their version. It's not like. So they have. <laughs> okay, huh? Interesting. Oh, you're starting to think about all them catchment fucking, huh? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I listened to the Bestiality episode. That was <laughs> quite interesting conversation, let me tell you. Uh, there's nothing interesting about it. It's just man, beast, love. love. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you like what you heard, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, basically any platform you can download a podcast on. This is Todd Gersler. This is Craig Cosner. Hate this podcast. The best show you never heard. The best show you're never going to want to hear. I'm just trying to not work and laugh. We're just trying to make each other laugh. Like politically correct is bullshit. You could be liberal and not be politically correct. We're just trying to push the envelope. We interview interesting people, comedians, sex positive feminists, musicians. Most of all, we say whatever we want to say. We have a producer we have that a producer? Uh, he likes to overstep the boundaries, right? Yes, yes. He does. He's not funny. You may be offended, but you will laugh on iTunes and Google Plus, Stitcher, and all that shit. I hate this podcast. You can't possibly hate this podcast as much as we do. Hello? Doc, 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 Doc. and her. 
Hey, listener, if you enjoy the Jock and Nerd podcast and you want more show, there's only one place you need to go, and that's our fan club at Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And so if you've never done the Patreon, here, it, here's what it is. It's a value for value entertainment kind of thing. Patron? It, like, Patron is very good tequila, first yes, of all. It's, it's nice. Single it's malt, clear tequila. Very good tequila. That's what you want. I enjoy it. But Patron. like the Patreon is like, look, say you're walking down the street. There's nothing you, like Patron. Yeah, there isn't. No, not even a Cuervo. That's a... That's not Patron. Añejo. Is it Añejo or Reposado? I don't know. I always get the two confused. I'd prefer a burrito right away. And then he's drunk. (laughs) I like a burrito. Burrito is great. I'd like a taquito. Uh, Look, imagine you're walking down the street and you see a street musician... And this street musician, maybe it, they're playing a song that reminds you of someone you love. Or maybe you're just like, fuck, that guy's really good. Why is he on the street? You're going to throw him a couple, a little bit of change. Or another one. Yeah. He's really skinny, has a dog with him, <laughs> and he's wearing a shirt that doesn't fit it. Is that something that's worthy to give money up? Yes. He's not providing any value, though. He's got a dog, though. I saw this video of this dude in a full Darth Vader costume with a bass and an amp, and he was playing uh, Rage Against the Machine on this amp in a Darth Vader costume. Uh, that guy, I want to throw a dollar into his fucking bucket. That guy was sick. That's what our fan club is. If you sign up, throw us a couple of shekels a month, you help cover maintenance costs, and you get more show, more and, and uh, you get some swag. There's tons of perks. You get an exclusive RSS feed with post-show, instant reactions, whole episodes, jock talk with Anthony and Chaz Hebbard. Yeah. If something like that interests you, check it out. And a hearty thank you to all of our patrons. We appreciate your ongoing support. Uh, that's yeah. we're not going to list their names. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to read out their names you know, and, then, and, like, and then do like a stupid rhyme or something like I'm that. I'm going to do that because there's a lot of them now. It would take like 10 or minutes. Or like maybe we like do their name and then guess what kind of um, fetish they have. See, you guys like, like those games. I had, no, I, like I don't those. like those games. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'll make, I'll make the back. What I, is their porn Anthony's fetish? Anthony's just testing you to see if you're going to fall for this shit. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. I'm sorry, Chaz. Sorry, Chaz. I didn't mean to. Uh, okay, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm going to put this on the table right now. I don't think it's as good as the first movie. Oh, shit. I don't either. What do you, Anthony? I would agree. I don't think it is. Okay, either. let's talk about why. I don't mean to agree with everybody, but I don't. But think I don't think there was it's a romance strong. in that first movie that was developing. Yeah, and it was playful to see, like him and Hope kind of like bounce off of each other. Will they? Won't they? Was very good. Yeah, and uh, she was a little bit more sexy in that movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might have a point. I liked her in this. I liked her. Scene. I like Evangeline I like, Lily. I like her haircut in this movie. I like yeah. her haircut a yeah. lot more. Than this yes. Then the then the uh, but the, the, the point. Just her no. presence was more. Was a little bit more. This sexy. one, she was more badass though, and it was all about you know her yeah. fighting her mother. Now these both these movies have a lot of heart. I think the heart in the first one because it was Scott and he was doing it for his daughter. Yeah, that I think just played a little bit better. The action's better in this one. The action is better in this movie, but the plot is clunkier in this movie. Yeah, the, also. the plot's just a mess. Yeah, it's like the, just, there's no real bad guy. Yeah, there's know. no real bad guy. There's no real antagonist. And did anyone else totally see the Goliath twist coming? Uh, looking back, I was like, uh, oh, I'll, absolutely. I kind of, when it happened, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess, <laughs> but he's not a bad guy and neither was she. They were just no misunderstood. One's a bad guy. So that, I mean, uh, but dude, 20 movies in this is still a solid entry and a solid, it's very solid, uh, you know, for, for what they're trying to do. I would agree. So I think it's, it's not as good as the first, 
Um, and I have my, tr- I have trouble putting my finger on why, but I think the first one, there was something I could rally up against in that one. Being that being, I mean, Yellow Jacket, even though he is like a yes. shitty villain, yes, he is something I could rally against. Whereas this one, by the time we got to the third act, I was like. Well, they built into Janet Van Dyne, and right. you're like, "Yeah, that's it." Yeah, I was like, yeah. like yeah. "Oh, nothing happened." They got her back. Okay, I, like there was no, I don't know. I, I was expecting some sort of climax. I thought there would be a battle. thing. Yes, yeah. I thought there was another thing that they weren't showing us in the trailer. That they're like, "Oh, we got you, fuckers!" Boom. Right. That should never happen. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Something that would happen that I hadn't seen yet, and and never happened, and and then the movie just kind of ended. Yeah, he got the box from Walton Goggins on the boat, and then he just passes out. <laughs> That's it. That's the big ending. <laughs> he was too big. Well, then, to, and then uh, they, they get back Janet, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh, I got the cure," and she like touches her, and it's like, "Yeah." So, oh. do you think she can still phase after Janet has? The, it was a temporary her? cure. Oh, so she has to do it every so often, which is why they were collecting right. the quantum. But the movie, the movie, there's just so nothing that, proves that they didn't need her any at all. Janet yeah, Van Dyne right. could have just collected the energy. Yeah, and 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 gave. They've her. even contradicted themselves <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Both movies kind of struggle with this, but there's just really not a lot there in terms of plot. There's there's some good stuff there with like the daughter in both films, but there's not a lot there in terms of like an actual storyline that like can last an entire film. See, I would like to see what the quantum realm holds. Maybe they're holding this for the third movie. Yeah. But like the quantum realm could be something awesome. It could be really something interesting. This, well, look, this is good. It's been confirmed that Captain Marvel in the next movie that happens in the 90s, she will interact with the quantum realm. This may be how they travel to dimensions in Avengers 4, bypassing Thanos, collecting different stuff. There's The quantum realm in the next two movies will play a, fa- a factor in this. I, I can guarantee I, I kind of lump this movie in with both Ant-Man the original Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and that there, there's like a lot of weirdness that they could lean into, but they don't do it. Well, they they wanted to ground. This one is more grounded. That's why I kind of like this is like the grounded street level. It's San it's Francisco. Cool, it's but, a whole nother flavor. But, but when you ground it like that, there's it, it doesn't make it as unique as if you could lean into like the weird quantum realm stuff or with Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, there's it's a little weirder, but they could have went really weird. Oh, yeah. That movie yeah, yeah. Too. Like, it's very conventional right. in how they solve they, problems. They're, st- yeah. they're yeah. still playing it as safe as you can play it with having a shrinking person. But if you would have spent this third act of the movie like in the quantum realm, that movie becomes infinitely I, more, I infinitely, see, yeah. no pun intended, uh, uh, more boo. memorable. I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see more Janet in there. What the fuck she was doing? Also, the first one it had seven years to simmer with Edgar Wright and. We had never seen anything like that. Like the freshness of that movie and the time it hit and how funny it was, was perfect in that. So we, it was kind of like the first Deadpool. Like I've already seen a lot of this. This is just, they're doing it again. But this one, I laughed. I laughed a lot of numerous times. So they achieved uh, on the comedic beats for me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're even the comedy though. They're, they're, they're going back to the old, like there's nothing new in terms of the comedy yeah you're you know you're still leaning on lewis being michael the story. Michael i, I want to see more about the XCon company that would be fun too but even like the XCon stuff this time around it was like ti and the russian guy show up and it's like 
oh wait, they're still they're, they're in this movie. Oh, I, these guys too. I remember? forgot that they were in the movie. Like they come into Taze for it, the same. Yeah. Like, I, I need to come to where you are so you can help me with this business right, proposal. They, so these characters, how is uh, how poorly written is that? <laughs> it's terrible. I'll tell you, a lot of stuff seemed kind of tacked on. Like yeah. an afterthought, like oh, I'll just make Belfaster the thing here with Douglas it over there. Yeah, it's a pad it, well, it seemed because like because I wrote it. That's why yeah. it seemed like they had this ensemble cast, and they were like, we, we did a really we we have we we struck gold in this first film with this ensemble. Yeah, but the we don't we great. don't have enough for this ensemble to do in this second film, but we still got to incorporate them somehow. Yeah, it's filled, I mean, so look, I like on. this movie. It was fun, but there are obvious things that if you look at it with. For more than a second and think about it, you're like, oh, yeah. those were weird decisions. Yeah. Those are weird ways to go. Any questions? I got a couple of questions. Go ahead. This I like your that, question. That uh, does this timeline match up? When exactly does this take place? They said it's been two years since he got busted out of the raft. So yeah. that's real time. It's been two years right. since Civil War. Right. Right. Uh, does this happen? I feel like this happens right before the events well, of Infinity so War. So it fears yeah. Infinity War, that movie happened in like a day or two it was two days this movie also took maybe like a two or three days yeah so the, i mean yeah but it's a year i mean anytime that year yeah, it could it could have happened, happened. I, I think for the for you and for anyone that's like fretting about this it i don't think it's that big of a deal i think the epilogue i think it's clearly before uh infinity war before any it's invasion almost, yes the whole any, part of it yes before anything anything happens with uh thanos's men coming down and fucking shit up in new york or whatever this happens way before that. The epilogue definitely after is is moments before Infinity right. Before right. and the that could have been days later from the end of the uh, where the movie. I got a kind of semi like paraphrase movie Bob, but he's like he was basically like this. No, mo- it's got to be months later because they built like a whole new. Oh, thing that's right. He did. Car. He did build a whole fucking tunnel in the car. Movie yeah. Bob was like basically this movie is just entertainment. It is like. It's not meant to be homework. Stop yeah. thinking about. Well, because if you do, occurs. like, for example, if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. For example, at the end of the movie, Hank and Janet are in the, by the water and he makes a house for them. Right. Right. They're all still fugitives. Why in the post credit scene would they fucking come back to San Francisco where everybody's looking for them? All right. I got a question for you. Yeah. Now that you bring up this house. Thing. Yeah. The. The inflatable building. I don't know what what the lab. Let's call it the lab lab. that can with the giant uh, suitcase. Everything's all self-contained in there. (laughs) Running water. When you shit, just I don't know what happens. Well, I was just gonna say this lab. (laughs) You can't think about this lab. This lab. This lab makes no goddamn like how if Hank, if you are hiding from the cops, how are you gonna? Put this lab in the middle of a fucking neighborhood, yeah. and no one's gonna notice that. Oh my god, a lab, a, a fucking building was just built here overnight. Uh, that looks did, suspicious. Where did this building come from, and why is <laughs> nobody cares? Nobody is noticing that this lab just popped up in an empty lot. <laughs> Have you like, seen, how are yeah. you hiding in public like that? <laughs> There's a giant suitcase. That was handle. the only point where I was like, wait a minute. I mean, not the only point, but the, the point where I was like. When he shrinks this goddamn lab the in the middle of the neighborhood, I'm like, right. okay, this is over. How is everything staying in place? Like, everything should be wrecked. No, not that. It's not, not even too. that. It's the fact that he's putting this fucking lab in the in a neighborhood, <laughs> yes. and everyone, no one notices no that this lab is appearing and disappearing. At the, like, up. Yeah. How yeah. does a building pop up in, in, a, in a second? All good questions. Uh, he should have put that, that, the lab should have existed in a forest the entire movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, uh, once but you put it in the city, the it's thing over. Is, it, but it does make the. It doesn't, you know what I would do if I was them to be really smart? Yeah. 
is just to shrink down and go in the lab. That's what I'm saying. It makes it portable. (laughs) And then when you have to go to the lab, it's like in the corner uh, in a mouse hole in the wall. And yeah, you they just down, plug you it walk into a in. socket, and then they got everything. But I love—I mean, the visual gag is pretty funny. The, the where visuals he pulls are funny. Out the handle, and, and but the it's thing. just like why? Wait, if you're trying to be inconspicuous, you wouldn't put the lab in a in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Who? So who do you guys think Sonny Birch was working for? Who knows about these components? And he's someone who wants something to do with the quantum realm. Now, if you, I think, if you extend this even further to like the Disney Fox deal, I, my first thought was. Could this be like Dr. Doom? Is he working for Dr. Doom? Is it someone? Who else could it be? Could it be like an Osborne? I really wanted to know. It could be the Vulture. It could be the Vulture. Oh, it could be the Vulture. He likes those gadgets. Uh, Anything with alien tech or anything that's super, you know. It's someone who knows about quantum physics and the power of the quantum realm. I don't know. Who would know know about quantum stuff? Kang? Kang the Conqueror? (laughs) Maybe it's Kang. Maybe he'll show up in Avengers 4. Oh, you're talking about people that haven't been in the MCU. Yeah, possibly. I, I think it may be someone. Egghead. Uh, it's Egghead's <laughs> dead. Modoc. Ooh, it could be Modoc. I like that. That's very. Geek boner. Yeah. Uh, wh- and then we already asked, what are Janus' powers now? Nobody knows. It's uh, very vague. And also, when Scott comes out, if he's in there that long, will his powers also change? Maybe. Will he have fucked up powers? Is Ghost going to be a friend of them now? Are they all a big team? I like the team, the original set, and then you got the new set, and then you got Bill Foster's Goliath, then you got Ghost. That's a kick-ass team right there. Then you got Michael Pena. I wish they would have done, speaking of Bill Foster, I wish they would have done, they teased it with his sizing stuff. I wish they would have teased, or they would have had a moment in that film where he, he actually embiggens. He becomes Goliath, and yeah. he has to fight Hank, uh, Scott Lang as Giant Man. Well, he's still around, so they can still do that. They can still do that, but that I was hoping for it in this film. My favorite thing that I forgot to mention is yeah. the de-aging that they did. Oh, yeah, dude. Three On the three of them, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Lawrence Fishburne. Very, I think Rugs, you didn't think that looked like uh, Henry Cavill's mustache? <laughs> His upper lip? No, no it's I'm, way I'm better. With you. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I was staring at their faces, and I was like, holy shit, look at how smooth. There's no fucking lines. There's no, I think this is the, the best was when they did it on, in my opinion, when they did it on Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, and like, cause even his skin had like the, the, uh, the freckles and the pock marks, but he was young. It was amazing. And I think this is the get for them getting established actors who wouldn't want to be. Oh, you're going to make me look beautiful again. I'm in. Where do I side? You're going to make me look <laughs> like I did in the seventies. Fucking let's do this. Well, they've been doing this de-aging shit. They did it in guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. They did it in the first Ant-Man. They did it in Civil Iron War. Man or Civil War. Do you think? Gary Busey signs on now to be a DH. <laughs> they can make Gary Busey look not crazy <laughs> somehow. Hey, look, they fixed, fixed Forrest Whitaker's eye, so <laughs> Marvel can do anything. They are fucking magicians when it comes to that. Wow. You think Nick Nolte comes on and he's like, I'm going to become young. <laughs> it's, that technology gets better and better. Steven Seagal now, totally, let me ask you this loses question. 100 yeah, pounds. Yeah. Do you think I I don't research this at all? But did you think that Kate Blanchett was like CGI, like most of the movie? Oh, in uh, in Th- Thor Ragnarok, you mean her costume? Yeah. Her costume like, definitely was like her whole body. Her whole body was covered like a Black Panther thing. Like you know, they just put a it's a CG body. Like they like head. they made her skinnier. No, they put her face on somebody else. I don't think so. I don't know. Her, I think that, that she looks too good. She looked amazing. She looks amazing. She looks like movie. a action figure. Her, yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, I don't know if they edited her body, but I'll say that her whole costume was CGI. Everything. Really? Yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember seeing like clips 
online of like them filming it, and she was she had nothing on. Nothing, she had all, like the whole like green screen suit. Well, she did have a green screen yeah. suit. I mean, well, obviously the headdress and shit, everything. So I it mean, was just it, her fucking. Face. It's amazing they do that so seamlessly. Like you don't. Notice. They do a really good job. I would never have fucking known that. It's funny too because like when you remember watching Green Lantern, you're like, holy shit, that looks terrible. And like now they've they like perfected it. it. At least Marvel's perfected Panther, it. Panther, dude, the work that they do on the Panther outfit looks fucking. I mean, even Spider Man's outfit. Most of those costumes are CGI. Iron they Man's are. costume they are. Yeah. is CGI. Yeah. Not caps. Not caps. Do you like that though, that it's all CGI? I don't know. It gets to be a little bit much, especially in Infinity War when you had Iron Man and Spider Man in his new suit and you could tell at the neck it was like there's some crazy shit going on. Like that's where the green yeah. suit, the green screen suit ended. Oh, that's a good point. The, the the in this film, I kept noticing. This is the first time I noticed that Ant Man and the Wasp, their helmets would come on CGI. Oh, it'd like come out of their suit. Yeah, and I was like, was I was like, mid watching the film, I'm like, they're overusing that. Like that's an overused trope now mm. in this film. That yeah, everybody's got helmets that just, just form. like that, that just Iron form Man, out yeah. of the yeah. Iron Man has it. Spider Man has. It. I'm Man like, technology. I wish you could. I wish it was just an actual physical helmet that you, that you have, have to, to put on. Yeah. yeah, they do that thing now. Like not everyone's gonna have that tech. Yeah. The and then yeah. it just fucking cover scallops around you. That's a good point. How what do you how do you think the quantum realm works now? Is it an alternate it universe? It messes with people. I mean, I always thought it was just a smaller universe. It gets like, smaller and smaller and right. smaller. That's a dumb question. Uh, do you think <laughs> Janet's powers the, so these powers where she could cure people? I thought this was an interesting question. Would this work in the soul world? And will that come handy maybe in Avengers? where she can well she's absorbing quantum energy right? yeah yeah she can she can now store it and manipulate it and manipulate it and push it out yeah but she doesn't know how to like like shape it or make it do anything does she that we don't know that we don't know we don't know is, is she vague. dead right now who Janet. oh well yeah who and who else who else went poof out of that cast is uh, Ghost still around? Is Bill still around? We don't know. I don't think they, they're going to use any of those characters. The irony of Janet Van Dyne, 30 years stuck in the fucking quantum realm. She's out two days, and then, uh, sorry, you're dust now. You should have fucking stayed in the quantum realm. What are you going to do? I would say like two months. Two, okay, maybe two months. Still, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he escapes. He's stuck there. Will he get more powers? Uh, that that does answer. Like I remember seeing that uh, poster with the potential Avengers in the next Infinite in next uh, Avengers film. Yeah, I was wondering where Wasp was, and now I know that. Oh snap! She is gone. She didn't make it. She didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, she at the end, especially Janet keeps talking about how uh, there's a time vortex. It fucks with your head. So when Scott comes out, it could be like. Two years later, 20 years later, sick. he doesn't know when he's going to come out. Things will be all fucking different. There, I mean, there's set photos of him coming out or of him with the Avengers uh, where they're dressed like the first Avengers. Film. Oh, and he's there and in he's the there, first yeah. one. So he might pop out and it's like the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'd be like, what the fuck is going or, on? There's, I mean, there's a bunch of different shit that they can play with. That's there's, kind of fun. there's set photos of Tony Stark looking real old, too, so... They got little things on their hands. There's a lot, lot of stuff they they might play with. Uh, a couple of fun Easter eggs to wrap up uh, this discussion. Jimmy Woo, Randall Park's character, he he goes back to the '50s. He's been a, a Marvel Comics character for a long time, so I thought that was kind of cool. You that, probably remember him. You were born in the, uh, uh, that. He was. I read him when I was four in 1970, 40, 
something. Uh, Sokovia, of course, gets a mention uh, on the TV where you saw Donald Sutherland for a second. It was Animal House, the movie Animal House. And the line he was saying was about one little tiny universe hidden in a single atom, which is a kind of nice tie-in. Uh, the X-Con company is similar to what Ant-Man has in the comic books. It's called like Ant-Man Security System. Scott Lang started. Uh, Sonny Birch is an Iron Man antagonist in the comics who's even worked for Cross Technologies, who was Darren Cross from the first movie. Ghost is actually an Iron Man villain. Ghost is also an Iron Man villain. We already mentioned her father, Elias Starr, is Egghead. Uh, Bill Foster is Goliath. And this is the first time that he gets referred to as Giant Man. Scott, when he gets big on the news, on the TV, you see them say Giant Man. They never said that before. But I love that. I love when he was using the truck to skate down the road. That was like, funny. That was great. It's like so charming. As a yeah. I mean, the movie still has the same. It's delightful. It's charming. It's got heart. Uh, it's got emotion. They let in this movie. They definitely let Paul Rudd just kind of be. They're like Paul Rudd just, just act like you. He did a lot of probably ad lib stuff where they're like, "We'll pick one of those. Just be Paul Rudd." And well, he be, is because at the end yeah. of. The, other than his daughter, there's not a lot for him to do. No, he's no. not actually the star. Of the no, he's not. He was kind of sidelined. Yeah. And uh, it was more about, there was just this a was, lot of it, things. I mean, it was weird because it was his movie. Yeah. But, but it's called A-Man and the Wasp, though. But Let's the Wasp did all, all the work. Well, and, and it's about saving uh, Janet mom. Van Dyne. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, it's more about Hank. This it's more about been the Wasp more, and Ant-Man. It's more about Hank. It's more about Hope. The only, the, the, re- the only reason he's in it is because they wrote this like uh convenient plot device that there's quantum entanglement and he's like psychically connected with right with, from the with first her. movie but otherwise he's yes. really not supposed to be in this film at all yeah exactly they, they he didn't need to be there he, didn't he want... doesn't need to be there no. ghost really doesn't need to no. be there uh walt goggins doesn't need to be there really there's not a lot of things no, that it's need a little to be it's a little clunky plot uh moving the plot forward to well it's just like out. there's this journey to get uh janet and we're going to throw all these curveballs at it. It was a much it. more elegantly w- interesting way to do this that they chose not to do in favor of setting up these little, like, cute little things yeah. that, that could be funny. So that's what the, the main driving force of this movie is. Let's set up these little things that could be funny and not, like, tell an elegant story. So it's, it is, it is kind of like a mess, but, like, they did it on purpose, obviously. I did think we would have got to see more of uh, Janet. And uh, Quantum Realm, but no, but still, fun time at the movies, had by all. Uh, let's rank it, rate it, score it. What do you want to do? Where does it land? I think we've already established that we don't think it's better than the first movie. It's not that bad. It, it's it's but it's right it's a there. Step below, yes, it's step Half below, but step, not too barely. not too bad. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. The first one was just very refreshing. Uh, Anthony, why why don't you kick it off? What would you, where would you put it? What would you score it? Uh, I mean, it's definitely in for me the the back half of the Marvel universe. Okay, um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad film for me. I would go like six point seven out of ten. Damn. Okay. Oh shit. Maybe like a six point five. My scores around. are. All, I'm thinking of the movies we scored. And my scores are all fucked up. Yeah. You, well, you rank everything sense. too high. Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. And I'm realizing that. Uh, Rugs. Uh, what's your thoughts? I'm kind of like on the same page as Anthony. Like. I enjoyed this movie. I laughed, but when I was sitting there thinking about it afterwards, I was like, "Oh, I'm doing the wrong thing by thinking about this movie because I'm going to start finding holes, yeah. and then they're not, and, and the holes are going to keep compounding, and then I'm just going to have to just like, okay, I, I'm suspending my disbelief, but now I got to suspend that this story works in some way. So there's there's this there's that problem, but yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience of seeing it, and I did laugh, and I thought some of the 
scenes were entertaining. So, you know, a 6.5, would it, it, it's better Damn, than average. Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could even almost go for a seven. So, like, what Anthony was trying to do is 6.7. I probably would go along with that as well. Closer to a seven than anything. All right. Than anything, yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, dude, my numbers are all that stuff. I can't. Why? Okay. Last episode, I gave Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom a seven. That's wrong. This movie is like a seven, seven and a half. That movie is like a fucking five compared to this movie. So. My numbers are complete numbers bullshit are and mean nothing. Yeah, I'll go. I could go seven with you. I'll, I'm gonna, but then I was like, I give Jurassic World a seven and a half. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was that was a mistake. That's a big fuck up right there. Five and a half for that one. This is like a seven, seven and a half movie. But easily, you have to put it in context. Like Jurassic World was like a big budget action movie with like all of these crazy effects. Yeah. It was a huge movie. Yeah. This is a much smaller This is a much movie. smaller movie. It cost them 170 million to make still. It costs yeah. a lot, but it's a smaller movie. But it's a smaller movie. It feels movie. smaller. Yeah, yeah. And but that's what you want. I mean this the, when you, it's supposed to be. This movie feels smaller because when you look at the stakes of Infinity War, it's half the universe dying. And then this one is about saving well that's Band- the problem Band-Dine. yeah with this and the first one. At least the first one had more stakes. This one didn't even have enough stakes to like I mean it's 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 stakes. It's just different. It's it's um, it just takes some getting used to because you, you've just come off a film where half the fucking universe died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is supposed to be the next film in that continuity, and it doesn't have anything to do with that. Look, man, they already made. That's they not get, a bad thing. It's yeah, just I, it's just different. I mean, they gave. I a, like that it's not a whole universe. Thing. Yes, yes. It just felt a little small. That's all. But I, yeah, I, I, I agree with Rugs. It felt. Very small, but I needed this kind of break. Like I really, this is the kind of movie it needed for the third of the year. Different tones and themes from Black Panther, Infinity War. It needed more of like that big thing that the crescendo at the end. It needed yeah. something. It didn't really have like a big climax or like a big kind of battle ending climax thing. The heart was there. The first one just has a little bit more. It just does it a little bit better. The first movie. Everything. Yeah. Despite it having your doppelganger fucking same villain. That's, uh, yeah. you know. And everything happens t- tiny in that movie. But I love that, like, in the first movie that the battle happened in her, in his daughter's bedroom, in the, bre- like, that was, that was so good. And it, it just, it made sense. And, you know, you connected with the kid and the characters there. This one is, like, just removed from anything well, like What that. was better, Thomas the Tank Engine being blown up or the Pez being blown up? Uh, hmm. I don't know. The Pez was pretty good. You just got Pez. I love because I love that line because yeah, you got. Pez. I, I gotta go with you, Thomas the Tank though being blown up was hilarious. That that because that comes out again. This is the first time it comes out of nowhere. They're repeating these jokes. So and then they cut to like the real life and you just see the thing fall over uh, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, that that's, see that and that's a good button. On they that didn't joke. do any of that. This movie that was hilarious when they did that because you see the actual scope of it is just it's nothing. Yeah, but still fun movie. I'm looking forward to that see Cassie Lang. I mean, it was good. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. It was good. Pretty forgettable. Marvel doesn't make terrible movies. They don't make no. bad movies. They make they, good this to is great. Just, this is just a little sloppy. That's all. <laughs> like I think after they were like, you know, they were like, we don't even need this money, this movie to make any money after making four billion dollars. Uh, it's not. It's not they're bad. gonna make. Yeah, I this is like when you go over someone's over over someone's house for dinner and then they just like. Didn't really do anything. Like <laughs> they ordered they out. Just, they, they, there's a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. That you just serve yourself kind of thing. Or it's like. And then they went to the extreme of like 
preparing a dish and preparing like it's not like a leg of lamb it's not like they made a yeah. leg of lamb for or you. it's like no. when you're like you've been dating some girl for a long time and you're like i'm not gonna give this sex my best effort <laughs> We've done but, this. I'm, but i'm gonna get hard yeah and i'm gonna make sure she feels okay by the end of it look you know what but, you're gonna get but, but i but i'm not i'm not, I'm not as enthused about yeah. this this you're situation not auditioning yeah. for the role anymore. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in there you're you're already good yeah you're already locked in you're not, yeah. not bringing that a game anymore no you're just you're just you're, checking you're the boxes. The donuts. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, I don't donuts. think it's that Marvel. It's like it, okay, Marvel's getting a little complacent in the relationship. But you're still getting hard. It's not like a bad. You're still f- getting it, off. You're still getting it up. It wasn't the best getting off like the first time. Right. You're you're still hard. You're still hard. You're still hard. You're definitely you're still wet. You're still hard. It's still a good time. This is not to say Marvel's getting complacent by any means. Here's what's coming up next: Captain Marvel, March eighth, twenty nineteen. Again, no new stories in the storyline. This will take place in the 90s. What will happen here? We know she's going to go to the quantum realm. Where will it leave off? Will she show up? Will it end with the pager? We don't know. And then Avengers 4, still yet untitled, May 3rd next year. And then the third movie for next year, Spider-Man Far From Home, which has begun shooting already. Getting ready for a July 5th release. You guys, could we get four movies a year from the MCU? They've been giving us a consistent three. No, I think three is good. You think three is enough? Like, and they're they're not hitting the end of the years late leave, this year and next year. Leave them wanting more than being like this is over. Yeah, that is a good, good point. point. Uh, and for the listener, if you want more, we're gonna give you a free month of Stitcher Premium. I'm <laughs> shoving in the Stitcher Premium read way in here. Just go, go to Stitcher.com/slash/premium. Use the promo code Nerd. You got a free month before September 2018. Use this code. Enjoy some free content. Uh, okay, before we get to the mailbag, I want to announce a little announcement coming out this week. If you're listening to the show, the week of July 6th, G-Fest 2018. Oh, shit. Back in town. Oh, uh, we're going to get visited by our buddies, John Bellotti Jr. Uh, we're Mike, not getting visited. We're visiting them. We're visiting them, but they're coming to the town. We, uh, Michael Tchaikovsky, you may have seen in the Facebook group from thevampirerobots.com. This is, first of all, if you don't know what G-Fest is, it is the largest Godzilla fan convention in the world, apparently, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, in absolutely. the world largest. This is the 25th year. This is G-Fest 25. Yeah, but they've been doing it a while. That's amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be July 13th to July 15th at the Crown Plaza, Chicago O'Hare, in uh, near the airport in Rosemont. Well, if you attend that, you might see the nerd. We will be there. On, I'm, I'm going to be there and on Saturday. You might, you might see the jock on Saturday as well. Traditionally, we like to go on the Saturday night towards the end because that's when things get a little wacky. They get a little wild. They get a little kaiju Every, every time I've been there. Well, no, not every time. <laughs> the last time. The last time i was there i show, when i was at the the backyard part whatever the fuck that's called the patio the, party uh, yeah the after party I, I was like this is the weirdest motherfucking group i've ever been around in my life so i'm coming back i'm gonna show my face again and i'm gonna see how weird it gets <laughs> now for if you are a new listener just joining us maybe you started listening this year there's two very important episodes you should go back and listen to uh gfest 2017 episode 178 we talked about it a little bit but the classic one Episode 118, the first time we went to G-Fest, 2016. You will hear me break shit that cost $800. Oh, shit. All recorded. If you like awkward audio, you got Anthony picking up, hitting on Godzilla Girls. You got me breaking shit like the spaz that I am. Uh, It's an amazing episode. This is what you get at G-Fest. And I'm looking forward to seeing Lenny 
and Nick Shev and John Bellotti. If you guys want to see them, you've seen them in the group. What Come about on Dope Pope? Chicago. Dope Pope will be there. Uh, Chicago area listeners. Come on Pope out on the Saturday. Pope Dope. I can't wait to see Dope. Yeah, this is a good place to do. If you want to do a jock and nerd meetup, this is the time because mm. everybody will be out. I think it's like 20 bucks to get in or you could just like walk in. And really uh, I'm sure you guys are going to get drunk at that place. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a good time. This is a good time to meet up and it's uh, a fun time and support a convention that although not your uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is still a worthy convention. There's some sick and Godzilla there, and, costumes And there. all these people are, are first and foremost Godzilla fans, but yeah. they're also just fans of the genre of like geekdom and nerd. Yep, so yep, yep. There's a lot, there's of, a lot of good conversation to have yeah, there. Yeah, if you yeah. want to hang out. I always have a good time. I'm excited to go third year in a row. We'll give you our wrap up uh, the following week. Okay. Yeah, they're all weird. Yeah. They're all, that's why I Maybe one day I'll come out there. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, Run shit. boy at G fest could happen. You know, I broke something in 2016, but since then my facial hair is so different that I don't think they, anybody they won't even remember no, who you are. I don't think they recognize me anymore. I'd be like, you look like that one dude that broke shit, but his beard was all black. That's clearly not you. Uh, so you're fine. Come I on. I just in. remember you breaking that item. And I was next to you, and you were interviewing that girl that I told you to interview, yeah. and you broke it, and I walked away like I didn't know you. <laughs> You're like, see you later. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Dude, good luck with that, improv. You can hear all that episode 118. It's hilarious. I It's so bad that I can't listen to it because it gives me like douche chills uh, down my back. I'm like, oh, my God. Such I'm a such a fan. In your balls. Spaz. You feel it in your balls. I improv. do feel it in my balls. Speaking of balls. <laughs> Let's get to the voicemails <laughs> for the mailbag. We got two voicemails, everybody. Uh, let's see. The first one here from our buddy, Lewis Paz. Hey, guys. It's Lewis here. Holy shit. That is the best idea. I completely agree about the Predator deal. What idea? Have the biggest badasses we have today, oh. like a Jason Momoa, throw him in the jungle versus a Predator. So, like, basically, an Expendables sequel featuring the Predator kicking their ass. Yeah, you awesome. need the big name. That's the only big way you're going to save this Predator. Like, that, that like was, they, made, they made a movie like that, but like they used people that nobody knew. Right? Adrian need, Brody like, like, is not a big dude that you yeah. want to see fight. I mean, No, the you, biggest name they used was the guy. The biggest name they had was fucking Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo and, is good. Uh, and what, uh, Co- uh, Topher Topher, uh, Topher Grace was in it. Topher Grace. Topher Grace, yeah. skinny old venom. Yeah, yeah that's that was not, that's not gonna do it. Like, oh. Do you think you the, need like Momoa, yeah, you need the Statham? Rock? Do you think that's what I was thinking? Rock. The Rock, Momoa, and Statham. Do you think they would do this fucking movie? And Vin Diesel. I, I would say I would. And I, Vin Diesel. That, I threw I threw that idea out there, and it's not an original idea because. That was what the first Predator was. Yeah. Yeah. But you do it with the guys but now. But you do it with the guys now. Speaking of Statham, you know which fucking movie's going to... He's I, in the Meg movie. That the movie, movie. That I movie, can't believe that he's in that That movie's going to make a killing. Think about how much money Jurassic World make. This is a straightforward shark horror movie. This thing is going to be huge overseas. You know, you anybody can relate to this. I don't it's going to make a gonna billion be, dollars. I don't know if it's going to be huge, but it reminds me of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, but the, you just uh, you turn your mind off, and this is a bigger shark. That fucking shark oh, looks huge. It's gonna be a shit. It, it, it's just gonna be a shit it's, fest. Yeah, it, people are gonna watch it because everybody watches shark movies. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi fucking shitty shark movie with a lot of. I money. just I can't get over the CGI of the shark. Yeah, I'm just not buying it. I just don't buy it. <laughs> well, I, it's not as good as Jurassic Park. CG, that's true. Like that. that Mosasaur looked fucking good when he's coming up for those surfers. Uh, but maybe one day they'll get Momoa. He's not doing the crow. Put him in the fucking Predator movie. <laughs> that this movie looks generic. Okay. Got it. Imagine 
Jason Momoa has his dreads, and then the Predator has his dreads. Oh, snap. It's a dread off. Yeah, he's like, bro, only- And then he's wearing a mesh shirt. Yeah. He's just dressed like oh. the Predator. He's just like, why are you dressed like me, wearing fishnets? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck's going on? And he's really just pissed because the Predator is copping his style, and he wants to be original. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care that he's killing fucking hunting humans. He's like, you fucking get rid of those dreads and put a different shirt on, you fucker. Yeah. And he has, like, the same tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, here's our second voice. Cultural trail. appropriation is not mm, good. It happens every time. There we go. <laughs> Alien cultural. What's up, geeks, athletes, and whoever else is here accidentally? Matty J is officially retired. My new persona, Matthew James, is more mature and astute. Uh, you're going to get straight facts and news out of this guy. Anything, hopefully, that the Jock and Nerd don't cover, I will pick up. So I watched Sicario Day of the Soledad, which translates roughly into Day of the Soldier. Uh, Josh Brolin is back again. Character named Matthew. Also a very cool name. Could Josh Brolin get any cooler? He's been in three movies this summer. He's killing it. Heineken's own Antonio Banderas. I mean, Benicio Del Toro is back as well. Uh, this movie's okay. A lot of action. Um, kind of a war over this drug lord's girl, daughter, and uh, them going back and forth. Antonio Banderas. Sorry, Benicio Del Toro gets shot in the mouth. He does it again. Kid. He actually goes on to later train him to be the next Sicario. <laughs> anyway, this movie's okay, guys. Check it out if you want to. I didn't really care I'm for it. I'm interested in seeing this um, movie. World Cup update. The round of 16 is now down to eight. France Woo. had this guy, uh, Mbappe, 19 years old, scored two goals over Argentina. Second youngest player to ever do that. Belgium crazy comeback against Japan the other day. That was awesome. Guys, uh, Pokemon Go Fest is coming up next weekend. So excited <laughs> for that. Uh, next week after that is the San Diego Comic-Con. want to know who you guys would cosplay as if you had to cosplay. That's a good question. Uh, get I back like to it. you on that one. All right. Love the show. See you guys. Oh. Anthony, who would you cosplay as? Oh, man. Putting me on the spot. Ah, that's tough. I'll go first. I'm not a big cosplay guy. Right, no, I mean either. But I already look like Rocket Raccoon, so I was just gonna oh, pick Rocket yeah, Raccoon. That's that's. I don't. Ha- I barely have to do anything. That's already killed it. I just gotta walk on my knees. All right, here's one. I mean, this isn't necessarily. Who could Anthony cosplay as? I- I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I've wanted to grow my hair out, put on the yellow banana jumpsuit, and be Bruce Lee from. Uh, oh shit! I like the that. Dragon? You could get one? the wig. That's a good. That's a good uh, cosplay. Yeah. Which course. movie was that? And not Enter the Dragon. Game of Death. Game, of, Game death. of Death. That's like the Kill Bill outfit that yeah, she wears, I too. Yeah. I've always I've wanted to be that for Halloween. You, Dude, you could pull that off. You could get that wig. Yeah. You get that fucking jumpsuit and just be like. And just walk around. And like flick your nose and wave <laughs> people over yeah, and just yeah. bounce it around. Yeah. Rugs, who would a felty cosplay as? Well, after the what I saw in The Nation of uh, me and uh, Tyrion Lannister riding around on the square. Oh, you like that oh, meme? I so threw good. that together. Yes. I would go as Tyrion Lannister. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's, shit. That's very I would go as the imp. Oh, my God. Rug Boy as Tyrion Lannister is hilarious. Uh, working backwards, Sicario, I've heard a lot about. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve, who did The Blade Runner 2049. And I heard it's a fucking great movie. I've never seen it. The first one? Yeah. It is good. It has. Great. Uh, that's the. Uh, who's the guy in there? He just said his name. I can't. Oh. Benicio. Del Benicio. Yes. Uh, what's her name is in it? Um, fuck. I can't remember her name. The English broad. Oh, that one. That Kate Winslet. <laughs> no. The one that's married from the guy with, to the guy from the office. Oh, Margaret Thatcher. No. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. She's uh, the. Oh, she's. she's I want to say something. She's Welsh. Welsh. I wanna, Rachel, I don't know. 
Rachel Summers. I, I don't know. No, I don't even think her name is Rachel. Anyways, uh, I guess. Hold on, I'll, I'll find okay. out. Emily Blunt. Let's be blunt. Couple more things and we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, listener Scott Bick had a great question on our Facebook group, and I'm really curious to, uh, to your guys' answers. He uh, went to the see a movie and snuck in Portillo's. <laughs> and then he's like, what's a Portillo? So will you explain Portillo's, Anthony? It's a very Midwest, Mid, Chicago very thing. Midwestern thing, but it's basically when it's a chain place in the, in the area, they serve burgers, hot dogs, all that stuff. Um, but they're known for their Italian beef. It's like every unhealthy Chicago dish in one restaurant. Right. Like you could go in there and get Italian beef and milkshakes and cake and the cheese. The name cake is Portillo's. 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 And you can order what everyone usually orders is an Italian beef or they order like an Italian beef and hot dogs and sausage in the What's Italian, an Italian beef. beef. Italian beef is besides my cock. You don't know. You never had Italian beef. It's sliced meat. That's been, uh, soaked marinated, in, marinated yeah. in like juices. And it's yeah. a little bit, uh, spice. You can add Hot peppers or sweet peppers. You put it in a soft roll. You yeah. add jardinier or hot peppers, and then, and then you, you can dip put- the whole sandwich. You can get it dry or wet, right? Or a little bit wet, depending. Oh, so it you it's a big sloppy fucking meat sandwich invented in Chicago. It's Has nothing to do. Heart a, oh, it's yeah. fucking delicious though. And you can add cheese if you want. To. Uh, you know, I never had cheese on my Italian beef. I've never had it either. It's right up there with a the Chicago hot dog, which is that's because you're not, you're not circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, dick cheese? Yeah, you're right. I never had the dick cheese because I'm... Ah, uh, man, I wish... <laughs> Listen, I don't have a writer. I have to make this up and say it at the same time. <laughs> well, look... So I, I get my signals crossed. Uh, so he wants to know what's the most amount of food anyone has snuck into a theater. And there were some amazing comments on the Facebook group. Paul Chomo has snuck in five guys, burgers and fries. Paul and Kate, the both done this. Blake Braden has brought in 12 inch footlongs from subway. I don't know how you get that in. Uh, Seth Morgan, a pint of Ben and Jerry's Jess Rivera, I think wins this whole game. He fucking snuck in a large deep dish. pizza. Oh shit. How the fuck do you get a deep dish pizza into a movie theater? Uh, Scott, of course, Chipotle and Portillo's. Adam Morris said, fuck food. We sneak in beers. That's also fun. And then Clay Grove snuck in Chinese and pizza under a trench coat. Whoa. Have you guys ever snuck in food? Oh, yeah. What? I got a what? slack hole. I put things in there all the time. <laughs> What's the craziest thing? What's the most? Oh, I just, you know what I do yeah. is I go to the uh, the uh, gas station, like little, uh, the convenience store. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm going to a movie at night, I usually get like a Red Bull or some kind of like highly caffeinated drink sure. that's like super concentrated to keep me up during the movie. Smart. And then like all kind of like combos, all that, <laughs> fucking all that combos, fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. Any fucking just, thing I could shove in my pants, like, it comes yeah. in little plastic packages. Yeah. I'm so, not much of a food guy at the theater. Anthony, do you, have you snuck I, in anything? I was going to say, I, when, I used to see, when I used to see movies as a child with my aunt, she would bring in like cheese popcorn. Like under her coat, it was like in baggies in her purse, or whatever. <laughs> okay, but I'm not a much of a movie guy. I'm well, not a movie guy, a, p- a food guy during the movies. I don't order food. Yeah, I barely order. I don't order anything to drink because if I drink a coke, you get a fucking pee. pee every time. If I, I drink a beer, either. it's over. Yeah, no, I can't uh, do that. And yeah. then as far as food, here's my thought on the food: is even when I'm trying to eat food at home and I watch it like something. Inevitably, when I look down to put the fucking food in my attention. mouth, I'm not paying attention. So I don't. I don't Plus, order, if you I'm really don't food. like the sound of people eating, like imagine people and eating like, all that shit and around you're you. sitting in a recliner, so you have no <laughs> so, like. So where it's are like you putting the. I food? got ribs on my chest. Right. I'm leaning back. I got a fucking. Lo- I'm gonna try to sneak in lobster meal on one of these. Maybe a sirloin. So for me, it's uh, just not like my a, thing. That's a bad habit. I like to eat while I watch. Oh. No, I agree with Anthony. I, you will miss things because you're looking things. down and finding, I got to fucking stick this in my mouth. I'm missing something. I love food. It's just, I, I don't do, I don't do it during guy. a movie. Yeah, me yeah. 
Me neither, but great. That's some 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 great answers. I'm fucking sneaking into food. I like popcorn. How are you bringing a foot long from Subway? I don't know how you fit. I mean, you could take I, it'll it. It'll fit a, in my slack hole. Oh, you need <laughs> a big slack hole, right? Yeah, foot long, no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, fold it in half. Yeah, you might have to get a little creative with how you see And all it this, I imagine, is better in the wintertime than in the summertime. Yeah. Because I, going to Ant-Man, I thought about this, and I was like, ooh, I should sneak something in. But I'm like, where the fuck am I going to put it? I got, I'm not wearing a jacket. See, like, I don't like to put hot food in my slack hole, but it stinks. <laughs> then you got to clean so it out, I only out, like too. to do, like, dry stuff <laughs> that you can get, like, sealed in, in a bag. It's, it's easy. You need the slack hole liner to keep everything clean. Everything is Ooh, so expensive at movies now. Yeah, yeah. And when I go to the dry cleaners, they're like, what the fuck this time? <laughs> this Oh, speaking of movie theaters, this yeah. last movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah. was in Dolby Digital. Okay. And the, the sound was, like... Amazing. Fucking unreal! Or like all like around it, you, it was all you. around, and it was like shaking my fucking seats. Wow! You know, that that that's the those seats have vibrators. Oh, okay. Well, that was amazing. But the other thing is, I ordered these tickets online. Yeah, and there was like an option. They're like, do you want to order food? And you can order food online, pre-order. Really? It. But here's the crazy part. Maybe this isn't that crazy because do they bring it to you. You can have it delivered while you're in the theater. That's dope. While you're in I the, like and you that. can set the time when you want it to be delivered. You can't have it delivered like in the middle of a fucking movie, but you can do like ten minutes before, oh, five minutes before, before the movie or starts. five minutes after. Uh, uh, or after. Oh, after wow. like the you know, like the seven o'clock start. So cause it's still gonna be the previews. Okay, okay. But, but you can have it. them delivered. And I, there's someone next to me that brought food, got food delivered. What chain me. is this? It was AMC. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. And there was like flatbreads and shit. Like, damn. Some good stuff. You know, all, the one thing I want, and only the one independent theater in Lincoln Square where I used to live, the Davis does this. Fuck it. I just want a cup of coffee. That, in fact, they would make it and bring it to me if it wasn't made. Like, why can't I get a fucking cup of coffee brought to me in the theater? Actually, well, I, haven't, I still haven't have done the, like, the dinner in a movie thing where you yeah, can at eat At the Movico? Yeah. yeah. Be, I've done it. I don't you know. like it? Nah, because it's like the, the food sucks. It's yeah. distracting. Yeah, <laughs> you got people coming in and out. They're not giving you good food. For fuck's sake, you're amateur. I'd rather just sneak it out and just be like, yeah, "Oh, fucking, yeah. you know." It's more fun shit. when you sneak it in. You, re- I think it tastes better too. Yeah, well, it is because you're bringing in the food yeah. you want. Uh, I got to shout out another podcast called Nerds from Nowhere. Uh, I they posted on I'm in these podcast Facebook groups and they do podcast spotlights and they're like, "Hey, we're looking for podcasts." I posted our podcast and on episode twelve they did a podcast spotlight on us and they were very. Uh, complimentary guys. Thank yeah. you very much. I loved it. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check out their show. But shout out and thank you to Nerds from Nowhere podcast. Basically, yeah, what a great review. Basically, they didn't understand who Rug Boy was, and they're like, "How the fuck does Imran have energy for an hour and a half?" <laughs> what is he? Yeah, they kept thinking it's that white powder. Lots of crack people. <laughs> they thought that Rug Boy was someone that we're a voice like a lot a like doing. one of no, that, they, yeah they think that like you record this show and then you go back and you do rug and boy on top of this show do you know how hard that would fucking be that's to impossible do? that's totally impossible uh i love that people can't figure it out though that is the best thing rug boy is amazing. they have to look just like they suspend disbelief with everything else they just it's i mean i'm a real puppet listen you you you, bu- you question kermit the frog you buy the jurassic no. world people going back to the island five times just buy it he's a fucking yeah. felty american he's a yeah. sentient independent felty that's right <laughs> uh and then not to uh end the note on a sad note but i'm going to do it this is a little bit of a bummer it just got uh put out today uh steve ditko dead at age 90 oh shit well it's not sad it's not sad 90. he's 90 and he actually died June 29th. 
And Whoa. the story just came out today. So, look, his legacy, of course, if you don't know Steve Ditko, co-creator of Spider-Man with Stanley, created Doctor Strange and a bunch of other things. All of Spider-Man's bad guys. Uh, he created the look of Spider-Man. And as we know, if you know anything about Stan, how Stanley worked with his artist, the artist did a lot of heavy lifting on these books. That's right. There's a lot of Steve Ditko in the first 40 issues of Spider-Man. And just like Kirby, he was driven away. And this guy really didn't profit from his work, he didn't retain any of the rights. Yeah. He was a recluse. He wouldn't talk to anyone. He was done with it. He was totally done. He and uh he in fact there's a documentary about a guy trying to make a documentary about Steve Ditko. And the whole documentary is him not being able to get in touch with Steve Ditko because he doesn't want to fucking talk to anybody. Right. Uh but uh look, Steve his his his, his legacy and his artwork, he created my favorite character ever. So and it's not sad. He lived a but fucking Stan Lee. Outlived all these motherfuckers. Think about that. Oh, He's like the Keith the Richards. Thing that's, Holy shit. The thing that's sad about it is that everybody knew that he was like this genius. Yeah. And he just was like, like uh, hiding from everyone. Maybe had a really big ax to grind or maybe he was really hurt by the industry. Yeah. And that's sad that he kind of like ended up being penniless or penisless. Yeah. Penniless. I mean, same similar. Bill, Bill Finger went through the same thing. Got no credit for Batman. Died literally penniless in a room alone. Nobody knowing who he is. At least Steve Ditko, they you know they put Stanley. Was he survived by anyone? Uh you know what? I don't know. It doesn't say in the article. He was this. He had a weird. Uh, uh, he was an ob- obstructivist. Was that the religion? It was like the Ayn Rand thing. Uh it is. He was ninety. Found in his apartment in Manhattan, June twenty ninth. Uh, I don't think he was survived by anyone. I don't know. They didn't name any survivors. No. I'm I'm just looking at Rugboy's Twitter feud. Very sad. All right. Well, let's get to that. Rest <laughs> Sorry. in peace, Sorry. Steve Ditko. R.I.P. Steve Ditko. R.I.P. Steve Ditko. Rugs, where can the listener find you and what the fuck is going on? Well, you can find me on the Jock and Nerd Nation yes. where I post uh, every once in a while. And you can find me, if you want to be entertained, Yes, you can just read my Twitter feed at really Rugboy <laughs> on Twitter. That's really Rugboy. What's going on there? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I get bored. Okay. And like, I find like different people posting things and I just like, feel like I could just make one little suggestion and it'll like light the internet on fire. And it will. Usually what I do is the easiest target is people who like the last Jedi and are really butthurt that people don't like that movie. So what they do Uh is they just call you some kind of a racist or some kind of an asshole or, or toxic fan when you just simply don't like the movie and think they could have made better choices. Yes. So like you can't with these people, you can't, you can't argue with them. Can you, you can't, you can't say that there's a standard that we have in movies. You can't say that there's bad acting like to them. There's no such thing. There's like they, somebody made it a comparison. Like, like uh, you don't go to, to watch the room for good acting. Right. Like, well, this is Star Wars. Yeah. This is not the room. I'm not going to see a shitty movie that I know is going to have shitty acting in it so I can laugh at it. I'm going to see like a an icon of sci- sci-fi adventure and fantasy, and I want to be immersed in that fantasy and not be reminded of the Earth that I'm from in that fantasy. Yes, topical Earth humor should not be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, so like making those observations. Oh, like, Chris Hicks, well, huh? What do you think about Chris Hicks, Ruggs? Well, he, I don't know. I just don't understand their logic. They, their, their logic doesn't make sense. I try and like, I'm not trying to insult them, but they're like, because I liked it, 
Like, I like Jar Jar Binks. That was like the thing. I like Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, well, Jar Jar Binks, number one, is kind of racist. <laughs> so you're calling me a racist, but, Jar Jar but you like Jar Binks Jar Binks. Jar Binks was for kids. They needed something it, funny in the movies for the kids. And then they're like, well, that guy who played Jar Jar Binks yeah, he almost got killed, like, He almost killed himself. I did not know that. Yeah, but like anybody who sucks at something that gets insulted. Like, if you're a pitcher and you fucking suck, yeah, and people, people are going right. to throw shit at you. They're going to spit on you. But they're it gonna wasn't be the endless- actor's fault that he was getting all the shit is the thing. Well, it's not his fault. Yeah. And they're right about that. And like Hayden Christensen, it was his fault. He sucked as an actor. Yes, that is his fault. Right? The little boy, Jake Lloyd. All right. Now, he's kind of like, number one, I have two ways of thinking about it. He's a little kid, but so are a lot of great little kid actors. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment, yeah, yeah. Anna Paquin. Yeah. I mean, the, the list goes Kirsten on. Dunst. Of all these, Have we forget yeah. how good Kristen Dunst was? Yeah, and they were all like in a similar Macaulay age. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay's yeah. great. <laughs> all right, so this I love kid Macaulay. doesn't get a pass because he was a kid actor. Right. It, um, it's whose fault is it ultimately? It's George Lucas's fault because you you can't you have to know how to direct around that stuff. All right, you have a kid that like when we were talking about uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I saw that that the girl who played young Dagger. Wasn't really emoting properly. Right, That's the right. director's that fault. That is the director's fault. Same thing. He should yep. cut around and yep. figure out how to get the reaction that he wants. And then, so a lot of this is Lucas's fault, but maybe the kid shouldn't have gotten the flack for that stuff. But I don't think, I don't know. I think that if you do something and people don't like it, you can't expect them to like think and put it in. They, they don't think that. A lot of people are dumb and they don't think that far ahead and go, oh, it's George Lucas's fault that, that he sucked. Because you have like you and McGregor who knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he's great. You have Liam Neeson yeah, doing a great yeah, job. Yeah. So you're like, how come he's good in this? So like, you're expecting people to be smart <laughs> about these things. So whatever. So the point <laughs> is that I'm arguing with these guys about like w- if there should be a standard of good that we should expect from a movie, and they're saying no. No, as long as they like it, it's fine. As long as a little bit of people, some people like it, they're entitled as to like it. As long as ten percent of people like it, and you, you can't, can't argue that. Yes, you can't say shit. Do I make? Do am I making? A, am I saying like outrageous things? I'm just trying to be logical here. I'm not even trying to be a troll. I understand your point. It's just so these the Star Wars fandom thing is so. But I don't crazy. let them off the hook. That's the thing. Whenever you want, you go and tune into a rug boy Twitter battle. <laughs> I'm never gonna just surrender if I have the. If I have the if I have the point, I'm not gonna just be like, okay, you're right. No, well, no, I'm just gonna keep repeating myself until they just wear themselves out. This is why <laughs> you want to follow at Really Rugboy on Twitter because every week it is an entertaining fucking thing going on over there. Uh, but isn't it weird how you get lumped into toxic fandom when you just have an opinion? Yes, or something? yes. But the the uh, look the state of this fandom. Like, I didn't go and harass anyone. No. I just said the movie sucked on my podcast. If anybody ever asked me, and you have every right to say that. That's your opinion. Yes. What's the problem? Now the fans have caused a lot of damage, like forcing Lucas to just like stop making yeah. movies and driving people off Instagram but, and Twitter. But now being I'm scared harassed. because you got people like Bob Chipman, movie Bob. Yeah, he's on. He's on Twitter today talking to Angry Joe, who was another yeah. uh, YouTube yeah, star, yeah. telling him, you know, you might want to slow down with saying that Star Wars sucks because you don't want to be on the wrong side of this. I'm like, all right, you just completely com- compromised your integrity there because you're worried about what side you're going to be on. What does that on. mean? What side do you want to be on? Why? You're like What's in high. The they're, like, side? they're like, they're like in. They're like in a few years, you're going to look back on this and go, oh, I was on the wrong side of that. I'm thinking a movie sucks because something doesn't work in the movie. I don't understand how that could ever be wrong. 
So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I So, even Bob Chipman is now kind of like, wow, he's, he's, he's on board with this thing. I think all of these people are so worried about the angry mob coming mm-hmm. after them that mm-hmm. they're just kind of placating everybody and telling everybody to be calm. Yeah. Huh. And let things slide. Is it really that big of a fucking thing? People just relax. No. Everyone. No, it's because you people are making it a huge they deal. They are. They'll figure it out. They'll maybe fire Look, Catherine Kennedy or whatever. About, Who cares? Just talked about Ant-Man, a movie that I enjoyed yes. watching. Yes. But pointed out all the flaws in. Yes. That's what we do. This is an MCU movie. It's not one of their best, but it's not. It's still fun. And it maybe not as, as good as the first one. But this is called critical thinking, people, and criticism. Uh, everyone relax. Put your tweets All I got to say is, if someone liked it, it is immune from criticism. <laughs> what? All it takes is one person. <laughs> the room is a masterpiece. Shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. No. It's, it, it reminds me you're of... You're tearing me apart! <laughs> it, reminds, it reminded me of... Um, it reminds me of Kevin Haldon's stupid-ass argument. Kevin Haldon, about by BBS? the way... Uh, yeah, BVS, where he's like, you can't criticize Justice League because you haven't seen it. I'm like... Yeah, you can. Yeah, we know. We what's saw BVS. Yes, we know who's making the same fucking film. Yeah, we can have our preconceived notions of how this is going to go. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's easy to connect the dots there. <laughs> right. There's not nothing. If someone likes Batman versus Superman, is that going to make it a good movie? No. No. Same thing with Last. Somebody likes yeah. it. No. Somebody likes eating their boogers. Does that mean that everybody should like eating their boogers? <laughs> Depends on the person's diet. Sometimes you get a little extra hit of protein that way. Yeah. And also, just, and also, at like at the end of the day, you, like if you can like Batman versus Superman, you can like the Last Jedi. That's that's fine. But history will go down and look at these films and go, yeah, these movies were bad yeah. because things changed after these movies. When, yeah, when do they ever come around the other way? Where that was a good movie. Right. Yeah, we just didn't know. If it. this was like, if this was a good movie, Star Wars wouldn't be rethinking their entire exactly. business strategy exactly. right now. Like yeah. even yeah. if even. There might there's not enough people that like this and support this enough where they're not continuing on with their game plan. Well, and then there's the whole thing of like, did you boycott Solo and now I made no money? So what good is that doing anyone? You're just fucking yourself. Uh, just fucking go support your thing. But my my point so. is when you look back at like the, these movies like Last Jedi, like I gotta watch that again. By the way, I'm sure it's gonna be still dumb. These movies on Netflix. These yeah. movies are gonna be looked back at as like movies where like that's the that's the fork in the road. Yeah, and BBS that, definitely was the point. And, of the and now these movies, like they had to change things Last because these Jedi movies went the wrong the, direction. The BBS there's, of there's the two schools of way of thinking about this. Yeah. Number one, if they figure out a way to polish the turd in the third movie and like uh, set things right, they could save it. They could save yeah. it. So it, it, in like 20 years, when all of this is forgotten about, there's all this drama. Right. People might look back on it differently, or. If it's if this movie that next movie comes out still doubles down on all that stuff and people really abandon it, then you're gonna see it as looked at as as the worst movie ever, like Batman versus uh, Batman and Robin. Right, like that was a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. someone tried to justify this like uh, the 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 prequels because they they got their kids into Star Wars. I'm like, well, Batman and Robin was for kids. <laughs> if I would never show that movie to a kid. No, it's it's uh, insulting. It's horrible. <laughs> it's insulting. Kim will like slap me after he watched. It. Uh, that's a, watch that's a good example too. Like Batman, Robin. There, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, "That's a good movie." Because well, but if you grew up with that movie when you were a certain age, it you'd do, be doesn't like, matter. You can yeah. be, you, you can just have bad sense of taste. Okay, that's true. But 
history remembers Batman and Robin as the point when they had to stop making Batman films. Killed like the that. franchise yeah. for so, a long so time. So regardless of you liked it or not, you have to acknowledge the fact that this movie killed the franchise. Star Wars. That's that just how it played and out. An, and another thing is that the argument is that it's art and it's subjective. It's not art. It's a, it's a product. It's being made for a consumption. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not sitting there Ryan Johnson just expressing himself and if you don't like it go fuck yourself. It's all of these fucking people, studios and heads of studios and directors and pre-visual people sitting there trying to think of how can we get the most people to go see this fucking movie right, and like it. Right. That's sad because right. the first original so there, trilogy there has to be a standard. Right. That I, I hate that argument too and I'm I'm building on your point rugs in that this is art so you can't really have a, an opinion mm, on it. Mm. Art, if it's just art for art's sake, it's sitting on a fucking wall with no money to be made. People are just walking by and looking at, oh, that's art. This movie is being made so this that- This is a it, This is being mil- made, this is a commodity. This is a product being made to take money Look, from you. Yeah. Yes, some yeah. guy sitting online for two days with tickets and, you know, to see this movie. Right. When he goes and sits down and that movie is subpar- He's going to be more than pissed. And I think this is where like the old school fans, I, I kind of see some of their, their point because the original trilogy was art. This shit had never been done before. Lucas is inventing these techniques. Like that is a gorgeous movie. Let me, the but the let me counter, paintings is let art. Me counter, the whole thing is art. Let me counter that. It might be art, but even that first film, yeah. if there's not enough people that buy that art, those other films don't yeah, get made. making a second one. So there, even if... There's some thought when every time you make a film, there is some sort of thought of how am I going to get people to see this? Yeah. The amount of, it all depends on the amount of money invested in the movie. If you're like Sean Christensen and you're making a, a short film that's 15 minutes long and you're paying for it yourself. It can be art. It, it can be art. Yeah. But as soon as you get some motherfucker to cut you a check. It's no longer art anymore. You got producers and studios. When you got a marketing team. Art. As soon as it's someone commercial else. commercial art. But there, I think there can be a fine, there's a balance where you, you can make it commercially successful and still have artistic integrity. But it's still a product. It is a, it's a product. For example, if some motherfucker comes up to you, Imran, yeah. and says, I need an illustration, yeah. and you just take your dick and stick it in some ink <laughs> and slap it on the page and give it to the guy, he's going to be like, that's not what I paid for. Right. That's not there's that's a what standard. you asked for, though. I need an illustration <laughs> that I can see what the fuck I'm talking about. I see what you're so, saying and, and that illustration is a commercial product you have a client to make happy you have a problem yes. to solve and something to communicate well I, I think the argument is it's not that it's not art it's when it's more when when you're pleasing when there is constituent a constituency to be pleased then you are not absolved from criticism right Right, right. That is the that is the argument. Yeah, yeah. Because you, the main the main argument is it's art. Yeah, I'm allowed to have this yeah, opinion. You, no, yeah. you're no, you're not allowed to have an opinion on art. It's art. And art, I mean, no art exists in a vacuum. Right. Yes, and no one's saying that you should ever fucking berate um, anybody that's an actor or whatever. You know, if they if they're in a, a part that you don't like, it's actually the studio and the director and the producers that you should blame. But you know, like. It's it, you're you're putting yourself in the public spectrum, and you can't expect people to be able to discern who to insult. They're just <laughs> gonna look at you and blame you for some reason. It's not like it's the smart thing to do, and I don't applaud it. I think it's disgusting that people do That's that. Horrible. Go on people's twitters and fucking douche. I would never do that. The only person I insult directly is Dan Slott, <laughs> right? And that's 
that he guy deserves it. No, I mean like whatever. <laughs> he's he's a, he's an he's a he's a grown man. Yeah, he could take it. And if he has anything to say about it, you know, I just think whatever. it's so funny. I'm the only one doing it too. It's yeah. not like it's a whole brigade no. of people. Yeah, no one will ever jump on the. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like shouting into a, a large chasm, and no one's here. I just think it's funny. You can't point out a movie doesn't work, and people just get all bent out of shape because you're like, look, it does. It's not. It doesn't work it's, it's, because it's everything is polarized in this country now. Like it's like all it's about ridiculous. us versus them. It's not about let's be practical and like look at this and say okay. Yeah, I can see your point. It's not It's not what it's supposed to be. Well, who are you to say what it's supposed to be? Well, obviously, if everybody feels this way, we must be talking about the same thing here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, the, it's more of the, I think it's the effect of if I like something, there's this feel on the internet with geekdom, nerddom, whatever the fuck it's called, where if I like something and you criticize it, you can't do that because I like it. Don't talk to me. Don't you're talk, wrong. Don't tell me I don't like. Don't opinion. tell me. Don't point out the flaws in this. How, I like it. How did this happen? I think it started with BVS. Well, no, there's, there's that's not. It didn't start with BVS. No, well, BVS is a. I mean, a big point in that. It's just people are not willing to have any sort of conversation about anything. Well, it's the social media allows, which I've taken that platform and used it. <laughs> Turn it around. It allows on people to argue yeah. with people. You know, and and that's what people do. They need to sit there and 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 be heard. And sit there and point out the finger that everybody else sucks and not them. The the other part that's shitty about this, we've gone off on a diatribe. Boy, here. the end of this uh, show's gone off the rails. The other part that but sucks about this it is when <laughs> you have people that are obviously defending bad shit yeah. and are not willing to acknowledge that the points you are making are valid because it is actually bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it's because Martha. No, no, it's not. You're right. missing the, the whole point. gymnastics yeah. they have to do. <laughs> To try and find the one example of something. And then go back. How did it get this way? It's so weird. It's the internet. It's clearly the internet, the internet yeah. is how it got this way. Uh, but look. It's the internet. It's it's everyone being able to. Everyone has. Uh, Every's opinion is everyone, weighted all equally now. Right, right. Everyone has the option of giving their opinion. And they're able to give their opinion. But they can't eloquently put out their opinion. Because the internet limits you to an X amount of letters. <laughs> yep. But what happens on this show? All right, Imran has an opinion. You have an opinion. I have. They're all not the same exact opinion. Right. Correct. Right? We're fine. Sometimes we clash. Sometimes we disagree with with one another. But you know what? Most of the time, we hear each other out, and we're willing to give somebody. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. That makes sense. And if you make a point, and I go, "Oh, I didn't think of that before," I'll say it. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't make me less of a person for realizing something, learning something. That, that's that's one of the biggest things. Is my opinion on this movie is. The opinion I have right now, and it, that but also it, will it, change. But it can change yes. based on any conversation I have at any time or any thought I put into this. Uh, but, but and with time, right. you get older. The movie right. gets you, older. You could ask me my opinion on this movie in a couple months, and I might have something different for you. I doubt I will. Or like se- ten years, you look back, and right. this could be a whole different thing. But but you should. But your opinion should be able to change based on new facts, new information, There's new nothing perspectives. nothing wrong. Right. Yes. You, it's not, none of these are locked in. Like, this is what you said. Rug Boy could point out something. I'd be like, shit. Yeah. That movie does suck. You, I mean, you turned <laughs> both of us on Jurassic yeah, World. Yeah, I made you guys like, hate Jurassic like, World more. Oh, you know what? He's right. This is a really <laughs> dumb movie. Right. So you got rug boys convinced me that Spider-Man homecoming isn't that great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like my thing is you always got to put yourself in other people's shoes. I always try to see how the other person, where they're coming from, try to relate to that, see where their reasoning is. But you, nobody on the internet wants to do that. Clearly it's my way or the fucking highway. I'm banning you. 
Uh, all of this is just to uh, promote Rugboy's Twitter. <laughs> really, Rugboy, we went off the rails. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Listener, make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all this random fucking silliness right to you. You'd never miss a show. And of course, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Thank you for listening. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time, yo. Twitter thing, we padded out the show. We needed added more padding. It was spiller. It's more pushing for the cushion. Oh, the other way around. We needed a two-hour show somehow. Yeah. Wowie zowie!